0: Well, hello and good morning, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of Breakfast with Boom. I am your host, Mister Boomstick XL, and we are gonna have one hell of a show. Got a couple of really big time guests for today. Uh, two of our panel members are down. Uh, obviously, Bitcloud Gaming—he uh, is recovering from uh, obviously COVID—and hopefully, we wish him, his mom, and his family well. And Mister Bad Bit uh, got knocked on the chin by the shot. Yeah, he got the Pfizer shot yesterday and uh, he's feeling a little under the weather, which is not surprising because, of course, you are putting the virus into your body for it to, um, you know, effectively fight it off so you become immune to it so we'll get joe back here uh next friday for sure but of course he'll make his triumphant return on thursday's xbox factor podcast but let's get into what we're going to talk about i mean we have a lot i mean there was the square enix presents now we're not going to spend a lot of time on that because quite frankly uh the show you know had some you know peak you know peaks But it unfortunately had a lot of valleys, especially... When they started talking about mobile, uh, that's when I started to hit the snooze button for sure. Um, we also are going to be talking about uh, VR for a hot minute. Um, you know, obviously, we got a chance to see what the controllers for PSVR 2.0 look like. And they took a page right out of the Oculus Quest book, which I'm, I'm very excited to say. And then we're going to kind of, you know, roundabout talk whether or not um, the original. Uh, you know story that broke about VR on Xbox thanks to the new headphones was that a mistake was that uh, you know uh, by accident you know is there VR and should Xbox invest in VR considering so much of what they're doing with the Xbox game pass and everything else in the industry and then of course. We're going to talk about the Big Bomb. The second half of the show is where all of the Xbox fans are probably going to be cheering because the March 26th event has been officially announced by Xbox. They have teamed up with Twitch, and they are doing a show... Friday, March 26th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where 100 indie games are going to be there. Now, when I say indie, don't yawn, because some of these games seem to be big AAA bangers with the indie tag attached to them. We're going to get into that, but first let's get into the introductions and we're going to start with our guests. First up, you know him as someone that be, we consider to be possibly foul-mouthed, but not really. He's also an impressionist. He's also one hell of a community member that loves doing community game night. Please welcome the boisterous and varies of a popular noof nukem
1: well thanks for that awesome intro boom and it's great to be back here on breakfast with boom with all you awesome folks and this amazing chat yes i am fired up ready to go it is early but as you can tell i am ready it is time to blow the
0: doors off of this pop stand let's do it well thanks for being here brother definitely appreciate that And of course we want to take a big shout out to our sheriff keeping these streets safe each and every podcast you know him as lethal papa the man that cacks that cacks that carries a that a a very big stick, a band stick for that matter, and walk silently. So if you're out of line, if you get out of hand, if you start trying to bully this chat, he is going to give you the big F you, and he has my authority to do it. Obviously, you know, with these chats, and, and what's great is we haven't really had a lot of problems. Now, whether that's because of the way I produce the show's, or and a combination of Leto papa not taking any shit uh, is uh, the reason why this is considered one of the best chats in gaming, and I, I and I really do pride myself in that, and that's that's a big round of applause to the 100 plus people already here, We're only a few minutes in. Hopefully, we can get this. Um this viewership uh you know uh, up 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 away uh but let's continue next with our guest now this gentleman here is uh, someone that does not shy away from being an xbox gamer but he's also a community member that puts out quality content each and every time and he is one of the biggest mass effect fans this side of texas please welcome the elusive gamer aka jamie moran
2: Hey man, happy to be here. And you know, uh, we've had a lot of like gaming news recently, and uh, the Square stuff's interesting. I'm just excited to talk about it.
0: Yeah, I mean the Square stuff. It, it's it's you know one of the th- we'll talk again. I don't want to get I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. One of the things that we're missing, we'll talk about. One of the things I think are going to be there. Uh, you know. The, the, uh, it, it's it's going to be an interesting conversation. Certainly not the biggest one of the show because, really, there wasn't a lot there that was groundbreaking. But, again, we will get into that momentarily. Next up, you know him as our Chainsaw cutting best voice in podcasting, community member
3: known as Crispy Bomb. Welcome to the program, dude. Oh, good morning, everybody. I've been, I've been very ashamed of myself for not playing Dishonored, so I, I shamed myself on Twitter. <laughs> And I also gave myself the big L, so um, yeah, definitely love that dual-wielding aspect, and I must have been really deep into Fallout or something when this game kind of hit, because I I don't know how I missed it, but uh, yeah, you know, I I will take the L at times, and that deserve that, so, but yeah, great to be here. Got some great uh, topics to get into, and uh, let's do it.
0: Well, listen, thanks so much for being here, dude, and definitely appreciate – listen, you know – Sometimes there's just too many games. And Dishonored was a game that uh, fell under the radar for a lot of people. Now that it is an Xbox Game Pass, you not only are getting a 60 FPS version of it, but you're getting the Definitive Edition, which is actually really good for you. Like, I'm playing through it again. I beat it originally, and I'm playing through the Definitive Edition because I wanted to experience it at 60 frames per second. And uh, and, uh, so far, man, it is pretty impressive. That along with Prey which I started and never finished. I'm going to probably put some more hours into that as well. But uh, listen, you don't have to give yourself a nail. Sometimes we just miss games, dude. But next up, you know him as someone that does a very unique thing on his channel called Breaking Bread with Dread. He's also someone that probably has already cracked a beer and eaten some chicken this early in the morning because, hey, why the hell not? Please welcome Dreadpool.
4: Good morning, everyone. All right. Um, no, no beer today. I actually called in sick last night. I feel like working. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a soda and a uh, boxed uh, donut that I put in the refrigerator. It's one of those, oh, okay. So you like you like your, 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 your
0: pastries things. cold then is what you're saying?
4: Yeah, mo- most of the times, yeah. Okay. So, But it's a chocolate donut, so I like it cold. If it's, a, you know, like a powdered donut, you can leave it on the counter. I'll eat it that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well, but, yeah. you know what I mean. Listen, you, you like what you like. There's nothing wrong with that. But listen, folks, let, let's get into uh, these. Um, the Square Enix presents, and, and I kind of I don't want to sound like I'm like like a, a game show should be what I want it to be. Uh, but here's the thing: I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this simply because. There were, again, there were some highlights to the show. Uh, They opened up with Outriders. Now, again, I got to be honest with you, people have been talking up this game. It is coming into Xbox Game Pass on April 1st, and that is no April Fool's joke. Uh, That is a big deal. It is one of the biggest third party games to come out uh, in 2021. Um, It has a bunch of classes, it looks fantastic. I've dabbled into it. Um, I didn't want to play the un finished version. And what I mean by that is I know that they've been adding updates almost on a daily basis. But and I what's pretty cool about this demo is and that's thanks to Ke Asante in the chat. He had made mention of this uh I think it was last week that your your progress carries over to the main game when it launches, which is dope. I there's just no denying that. But for me, I really want to experience the final, you know, product that's probably going to have a massive day one patch and i really want to experience it from the beginning so i'm probably going to wind up starting over i only played about an hour 15 or so give or take maybe even just a little under two hours just to get the taste of it um but that's coming they they showed a a fantastic trailer that i i I mean you can call it a hype trailer you can call whatever you want um, one of the other highlights was, and again, because I'm an old-school cat, everyone knows that, the uh, Darius Cosmic Re- Re- Revelations, side-scrolling 2D-slash-3D uh, shooter, I mean, obviously, Darius is old-school stuff, that is by Taddeo, and... Um, and uh, that is, uh, that's coming out for the Switch and the PlayStation 4. Uh, they showed us Avengers, some Avengers content. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm playing it now. I can understand why I stopped playing it. Um, I played it a little bit for about an hour this morning after downloading a 106-gig patch. I mean, like, wow. That's all? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, but that's, that's, on, that's on top of the 60 gigs I already had. So it's like, it's like 170 gigs. For this one particular game and I'm I look I'm going to be honest with you I, I love Captain America's my favorite here I'm using him now the game is very uninspiring um, I don't I, again I, I was all against get you know getting it originally because I, I, I felt the Spider-Man locked behind PlayStation was ridiculous because he's Spider-Man and this is a multiplayer game. Um, but you know what, at the end of the day, I think Sony took the L on that because no one's going to give a shit that you have Spider-Man in a game that's supposed to have uh, Spider-Man because he's the face of Marvel. I think they ca- they get the big L, uh, though the second half of the conversation, even though Hawkeye looked boring as F, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I his, his outfit seems as if it was... They went through like the uh, uh, you know a rift store and were like okay that matches that how much two ninety nine okay deal and they threw it on him that's really what it looks like it it it's awful I mean it's not even a, an original costume it just looks like they pulled somebody off the street you know painted his clothes purple and called him Hawkeye and I'm like okay well that's that's again uninspiring. But it's the second half of the conversation I want to talk about, and that's Black Panther. I mean, my God, Um, the future plans with the Black Panther looks awesome. He looks awesome. Um, I cannot wait. Uh, Obviously, it's going to be taking place in Wakanda, and it's going to be uh, Ulysses Claw is going to be the main villain. That's going to be dope, but... If you're interested, uh, there are a lot of people that do like the Avengers. Their, uh, their, their plans, their future plans, as they called them, seemed a little too vague, to be honest. Uh, you have Operation Hawkeye, which just launched. You have the Tachyon Anomaly coming, uh, in the spring, along with the Red Room Takeover. Now, obviously, that's going to star. Um, Black Widow, that's that's part of her storyline. I don't know if we're going to get her sister as a character or not. They didn't announce that. Then they talked about Project Omega and Wasteland Protocol for the rest of 2021. Um, and look, folks, here's the thing. If you like the game, you know what? I'm I'm not going to hate on you. I'm going to probably do record some footage for the show to run in the background because it is impressively uh, – the, the uh, next gen – uh, versions, which is why I had a hundred and six gig uh, update. They look good. They look really good. I'm I'm running it at sixty frames per second. I took the performance mode over the uh, the you know thirty at four K uh, because after going through um, Division Two with sixty frames, now I understand what a faster frame is all about. And then the, the last game here because there was a lot to forget, like the the adventure. I, I, I think, what the hell is it called? Some some something of adventureland or whatever it was. It's just the Balin land. It's it, Wonderland. That's what it, Balin yeah. Wonderland.
3: Balin it, Wonderworld. It,
0: it did not look good. I'm a platform dude. Like everyone knows. I I mean, I just spent $12 on a gopher platformer that is just something similar to Super Lucky's Tale. And I bought it because I like platformers. And it's not, it's okay. It, it's good. It, it's just about good. But but this this Balin does not look it looks weird. And it looks so weird. The fact that they're cha- that 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 one of the characters or both characters changed into a lawnmower and it was somehow <laughs> running over people. I maybe it's your thing. I know it's coming out in June. I'm gonna skip it for sure. Though we do have to talk about forespoken. Now forespoken is a brand new IP. For me, it was the star of the show. Um, not only does it look incredible. Not only does it look next gen, but it ran fast, it looked gorgeous and I loved the, the 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 character. I mean, she really does look like the human counterpart that they mocapped. It's crazy how good it looks, the the downside to it. and I guess maybe if you are someone that doesn't support PlayStation, You're going to have to wait two years, Uh, which that that is a locked up exclusive by Sony. They must have really dropped a couple of big bags off to Square Enix because, wow. Um, But, you know, Nuf, I'll start with you. Did you get a chance to watch the the Square Enix Presents and and did, did anything jump off the page for you? No, I, I got to see
1: a little bit of it in depth and uh, kind of the rest of it I kind of just uh, marginally went through. Like like you said, it was very underwhelming. There was nothing that really kind of jumped out. Yes, the, the forsaken or whatever. What do you say? Forbidden For forsaken. Hey, hey. Forsaken. Yeah, Fors- yeah. I'll never get yeah. that one right. Forspoken. I mean... I think it's safe to say a lot of us, when we've seen trailers for that, have felt uh, you know f- a fair sense of excitement. And like I said, if you're a multi multi-plat owner, uh, you have a PlayStation already. You know, it, you're kind of like, okay, whatever. Like, if I want the game, I'm going to buy it. If you if you are exclusive to the Xbox ecosystem, uh, a two year exclusivity kind of r- really kind of sucks. Um, yeah, I think I saw the Brinks truck pulling up there next to Sony's door the other day. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. But I mean, um, you know, like I said, in Wonderland is 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 an odd, weird thing. Uh, outside of that, you know, actually, the the one thing that kind of got me the most excited, and it's, uh, this almost is uh, is a telltale thing, is the whole Tomb Raider um the 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 tomb raider collection you know i've got all those games i love them pieces i think it's a a franchise that's largely overlooked by a lot of fans they need to definitely go check it out I, i haven't seen enough people play it or enough people say that they've completed that trilogy i have along with the dlc now you get the chance to have all of that you know in one sweet little package so like i said if you're late to that tomb raider train now is the time to jump on it um, all that sort of stuff you know outside of that like I said there really wasn't a lot that that caught my eye got me uh, hyped so to speak uh, the Black Panther yes that DLC looks good but again if you're not digging the Avengers game uh, that kind of takes the sales out of it now if the g- Avengers game had a you know come out swinging and been all that and more I'd have been like yeah man like I- I'm totally down I do love the Black Panther and what I saw looked really good but again it's still, an Avenger. It's still in the Avengers game. It's still that that play and grind kind of atmosphere, all that kind of stuff. So that that's that's my downside there. Like I, I stopped playing that game ages ago. As a matter of fact, I traded in my copy. Um, I, I just found it too monotonous. So um,
0: I I'd, I think Marvel's what we call Ultimate Alliance is more fun to play than that. You know, but I agree. I, I agree with you for sure. Uh, again, I, I'm playing it, and my God, uh, you know, I I put it to you this way. Looking at my save, the last time I actually played Avengers was on the second of October last year. Um, and um, I uh, I started it up, and I was like, "Yep, I can see that this is." You know, is is, I'm going to wind up just taking it off the off the hard drive. Uh, Like I'm 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 literally ready to beat it, Mm -hmm. and I think my character is like level 17. And I and I put some time into this game, and I'm like, you see, this is this is why, you know, you know, you get you get that screen point of no return. I'm like point of no return, but shit, I I feel like I didn't even play this game, and I'm like level 17, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm just I'm just going to finish it to say I finished it. What the hell, Um, but. Do you yeah. guys
1: think do you think that uh Square Enix is uh really kind of putting the the pressure on Crystal Dynamics to make extra content for this game to kind of draw out it its longevity since it seems to like I said it came out and it sold well out of the gate and lots of people were playing it for the first week or two and then you know, people kind of found out, okay, this game wasn't all that in a bag of chips and kind of dropped it off. And there are fans that, who die hard by it. I know that. I know we got a few in the community that love the game and, and played it quite a bit. But do you think they're just, they're just trying to, as you say, keep milking this for all it's worth because they spent so much to get this game out? Because that's kind of what it's starting to feel like to me. Like, I hope Square Enix um, or, or Crystal Dynamics in particular aren't wrapped up. Uh, with content for this game for a long time because I like for those guys at this point they're too talented to uh, to be stuck making things for this game I would like to just see them kind of move on you know what I mean
0: that's a, that's a great question uh, you know what I'm actually gonna pose that question to um, to Jamie Moran now Jamie you got a chance to see some of the trailers you didn't watch the event and you know what good for you because you missed out on 45 minutes of uh, of you know average uh, again there were some highlights but mostly lowlights. Uh, and, and, and new brings up a great question. Uh, one of the biggest misses for me, for me is when I saw the tomb Raider, uh, stuff, I, I was like, okay, this is cool for people who missed on it. Now, if you missed out and I don't know how many people did in the chat, we have 300 people here, you know, throw one in the chat. If you missed out and a two, if you are, or you played through the trilogy, that would be interesting to get the take of the, uh, of the chat. Um, I played through all of them. Rise of the Tomb Raider, one of my favorite Xbox One games of the generation. That's right next to, to that's right next to the Division One, Destiny Two, The Taken King, and Titanfall, uh, the original. Uh, those those are like my top. If you want graphics, they're gonna melt your face. Just the opening of, for, for a tomb, a Rise of the Tomb Raider is still, it's just incredible. It's just so incredible to look at you like, I cannot believe this is what we're playing now. When we used to play blocks on the PlayStation 1 way back in the days. Uh, and then they said, we have one more thing. And I said, here we go. We're going to get an announcement. And it was nothing. I was devastated. So, w- w- to 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 answer um, Noof's question, um, yes, Noof, I, I agree. I, I think they are hanging on to this loose tooth that's known as the Avengers. Uh, they took a sixty-eight million dollar wash in that game, so they're trying to make uh, keep the player base alive. Which I think the other day had like five hundred people playing. Five <laughs> hundred. Out of millions, that's not good. I don't think this content is going to bring people back. I, I think that they don't have enough. Like for instance, you know, you 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 would think that if you you have the Avengers, you would have a multitude of bad guys to fight, and right now you don't, uh, which is pretty embarrassing. Um, and uh, there's there's a lot that they could do. Um, I would love to see them. Leave a team to just you know small team to continue supporting the people that play because you know you don't want to forget about the people that invested in this. Um, and I'd like to see them move forward on a new Tomb Raider trilogy. Uh, let's let's get a, you know a different take on Laura. Don't reboot it because I don't think they've already done mm-hmm. that. Um, but Jamie, for you, what what were your takeaways from
2: the Square Enix event? Anything jump off the page for you? I mean, I've been hype training Outriders for the past year. <laughs> yeah, you have. You sure have. Uh, You know, it's not often we get a... The thing is, the reason I've been hyping it a lot is because we don't get a lot of third-person sci-fi RPGs, which you can also play in uh, single-player. And this is that. And, um, you know, it pretty much scratches everything I need. uh, But other than that, not really. I mean, the problem is, uh, I love the Tomb Raider trilogy. The Tomb Raider reboot, absolutely fantastic. The Rise of the Tomb Raider, one of my favorite games last generation. But Square Enix, they kind of messed up here because... They could have at least enhanced all the games for the new generation, which mm. they didn't. And when I, I was thinking about buying it, but the truth is, it's just a bundle of all the games that already exist. It's not a new like set of games with new achievements. Uh, so you know that's a bit of a miss. And the thing is that um, the first Tomb Raider game in the collection, it's still like 720p or something and never got enhanced at all. So uh, that's a shame. Um, that bailin Wonderworld thing, I played the demo for that a few months ago it is one of the worst games i've ever played and wow. i say that as someone that played the mummy 2 on the playstation 2 <laughs> <laughs> it is absolutely terrible i mean i put it it's a 70 game that piece of crap is a 70 game and mm-hmm. i feel i feel bad saying that because that's made by the creator of sonic it, like just a bad game but uh project Athena looked cool i you know i i don't agree with the two the problem is with these two-year exclusivity deals is that the the playstation fans they aren't getting any benefit out of it they are getting the game they would get anyway it's just keeping the game off other platforms for an amount of time that's going to hurt the game in the long run because let's face it Square Enix isn't going to advertise this game two years from now the way they're going to advertise it right now for Xbox. So
0: I wouldn't be surprised that when this game releases, it's going right into Game Pass, mm-hmm. uh, which is good for us, you know. But, but you know, and, and so yeah, I agree. You know what? That, and that's the thing. You know, I don't want to turn this into an us versus them thing, yeah. but I think it has to be mentioned, Jamie. And I, 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 you know, we, we will revert back to the Square Enix event because I don't want to forget why we're here. But it just goes to show you that, and I'm not talking about the the community. Community is entitled to their opinion, right? If, if I put an opinion out there, I have to be responsible because I have a channel. And I and I really, really put this channel on my back and, and I and I pride myself on what I do. So I don't want to turn it on to content creators who have a different opinion of us versus them. No. What I want to kind of just touch on for a hot second, folks, is the gaming media, and I'm not going to call it anybody in particular because you know what, I don't want a war. Like I still want to get guests on the show, and I don't want to be blackballed. And you know what, you can call me whatever you want, but yeah, you know, I'm trying to build my network. Um, I will say this about the gaming media: it is funny how no one yesterday went out there and said, "Wow, we feel terrible." For the Xbox gamers who can't get Project Athia for two years. That's 24 months after its release. Wow, we feel so terrible for you. Shame on you, Sony. But when you hear about Starfield potentially being exclusive because they spent $7.5 billion to buy the developer and all all of its IPs, somehow in some camps that we've seen is bad. For gaming. It's terrible for the community and shame on Xbox for doing that. And that is what annoys me. And again, I don't want to kind of turn this into an us first thing, but I I had to mention it, Jamie. And you're right. I think that Sony goes out of their way to keep content away from Xbox gamers, where Microsoft. They bought a company. They're putting it on Game Pass. It's going to be on Game Pass PC. You can play it on your phone, your tablet, your refrigerator, and later this year on your TV. So it's it's it. There's a big a stark difference.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, look, I've been covering gaming on uh, social media for nine years now. Uh, you know, I've been doing the YouTube thing for like six, I think, or something like that. And I was, I'm always honest to people, and like it's 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 hot. It's awful to say, like you know. I see certain certain fans excited for games, and then they get questions constantly. Like the, like, the Starfield thing was brought up every five... Every every single Phil Spencer interview for the past six months has been, is Starfield exclusive? It's Starfield exclusive? And it's like, the second these games uh are exclusive to PlayStation... And games could be exclusive to PlayStation. It's completely fine. It's like, uh, the entire media just completely ignore it. Like, I remember Rise of the Tomb Raider was announced for the Xbox... And Jeff Keady was all over Twitter, tagging Aaron Greenberg, saying, "Hey, hey, why is it exclusive? How long is it exclusive for?" And that type of thing. And it's like, if anything's exclusive to PlayStation, nobody bats an eye. Um, which is a shame, and hopefully things will change. But uh, anyway, back to the screen. Next event, uh, the Avengers thing. Uh, so I don't play games that are games as a service. Uh, I I think they are a waste of time and a waste of money for me personally. Um, but that said, I was thinking about buying the game for the the new generation when it got enhanced. And like right, the the Black Panther thing, that was an awesome reveal, and I love the way the suit looks and that. But it's like uh, that game's just a, a massive loss. You can tell. Like the thing is, I think Square Enix should let you know, Idis Montreal and Crystal uh, Dynamics make the games they are good at. You know, so Tomb Raider for Crystal Dynamics and Deus Ex by Idus Montreal. But it's like this games, this games as a service games are dying. Unless it's Destiny or Division, they aren't taking off, and I just feel like it, it, everyone's chasing this market that's just going away because unless it's Destiny or Division, nobody wants to put the money to it. But um, you know, even the best game that was shown yesterday wasn't even on the Square Enix show, which I find funny. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that that's my takeaway from it. It wasn't that good, to be honest. You know, I, I, even though I watched all the individual trailers, there was nothing there for me really outside of Outriders.
0: Yeah. And I agree. And you know something, being that you're such a big Mass Effect fan and a sci-fi fan in general, I, I think that that's definitely going to scratch an itch for you. But I think what's more, impor- more important to the conversation is that somehow or another, Microsoft got that into Xbox Game Pass day and Date, And that is fantastic uh but you know what let uh crispy bomb let's get your opinion on this brother obviously this was uh one of the you know it's it's the third show of the year obviously we had the uh nintendo direct and then we had which was lackluster then we had the sony event which again average at best and now another average show what were your takeaways from this anything jump off the page for you that you were like yeah i can't wait to play this or it was a big miss for you
3: i uh, going to kind of sound like Jamie Outriders. That's it. Yeah. Right up my alley. I mean, I would say Forspoken, but, you know, they locked it behind PS for two years. So I, I, I'm i definitely getting a Series X before I get a PS5. So, you know, I, I, it's one of those things like it's probably not going to happen to have one of those anytime soon. And uh, it's, it's hard enough trying to get anything at this point. You know, like that headset was like gone. Snap of the fingers like. Things are just so hard to get at this point. Like I'm just like, well, I'm just glad I have my one X and everything still looks really good. So, you know, and, and and you know, Tomb Raider making me feel a little old with that 25 years. I'm like, holy hell! I remember playing the first one. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, oh my god! Like that back then, even though it was all blocky. Like that game was awesome. You know what I mean? So, you know, for for that that to be uh, shown was pretty crazy. And I haven't played the new versions uh so you never know but like jamie said they're not enhanced what's the point you know i mean hopefully xbox can have a little thing where they can go on the back end and make them look better but you know it's just like one of those things like can't you just like you know up res it more and make it look better like you know put a little time into it you know what i mean you got yeah crystal dynamics working on this avengers you know which you know it looked good but what is it really you know what i mean like and and from what i've seen from gameplay cuz i was like no i'm not i'm not purchasing this even though i love the avengers i've watched every single movie um i was just like this is not a game that i'm going to play and, and as i've continued to watch people play i was like it just seems way too repetitive for you know what it should be in my opinion oh it's so, it's very repetitive dude you're absolutely right. correct for that you know and and i'm about gameplay you know that's that's a big thing to me and you know i just feel like you know it's just not worth my time. Now, huge fan of Black Panther. So, you know, maybe if it's reasonably priced, I might jump into it, but then I'm probably going to be disappointed. That's just my feelings at this point. Um, yeah, so I mean, Outriders, you know, it's definitely up my alley. Uh something I've I've been kind of wanting is like almost a gear style looter like, yeah. you know, like yeah. that's that's something that's like really cool. And I didn't play the demo on purpose because I was going to buy it at first and now we're getting on game pass like, hey, you know, but, you know, I was like, I was like, let me not because, you know, I know when I play a demo like what the game should be and I don't know what this should be yet. So why not just let them do their thing, get their feedback from, you know, whoever plays it and I'll just go in with a fresh eyes and hopefully I enjoy it, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree, and I think that you're smart, smart on waiting, because obviously, you know, w- w- when we had the Melissa McGame Mc Pass drop that uh, that hint of, you know, of something, you know, people would try to equate it with, you know, Andromeda, and I'm like, uh, that's already available on EA Play, so, I mean, I, why would that be it? And, and everyone had, you know, was, you know, starting to throw around the Outriders conversation, and sure enough, when Aaron Greenberg came out, the uh, over the weekend I was like yep yeah, it's coming in that's a that's a again that's a big deal that that is a big big deal uh but dreadpool let's get your opinion on this a- anything uh for you uh, that you know i guess checked some boxes for square enix the event or was this another kind of like a big pass
4: dude avengers jumped right off the table and into the trash can oh wow
0: <laughs> yeah, listen, I, I can't argue that i mean again, he, again as a fan of the mcu i am not a fan of this game
4: so uh, that being said, though, when I saw the Black Panther little tease there, I was like, "All right, it's crawling back out of the, tr- the can. Let's let's hopefully this will be something that they actually pull a bit more heart and soul into to bring it back." And granted, I have not played it. Okay, I'm just by everybody listening to everybody. Um, some people loved it. More people really got tired of it and so I've I've been like on the wishy-washy side like I'll wait for it maybe it'll hit game pass and then I'll try it out but right now nothing has actually hit me to play that game to want to play it be you know it it seems like it's too much of a grind and, and there's still too much confusion with some of the stuff that they've been doing so like I said I'm still passing on it hopefully Maybe when Black Panther comes out that they fix all these little issues and nuances that have been plaguing the game, you know, um, then I'll probably consider going back in. But really, the only thing that, that got me in awe is um, Outriders. And, you know, the the Forking Crew's been covering it since day one when, when they announced it. And I was just like, nah. That's not for me. That's not for me. And the more and more they were going over it, I'm like, you know what? I'm thinking I might be interested in this. You know, and then, you know, we got to play the NDA Alpha, which I think we were allowed to say that part of it. Yeah. And um I was like, Okay, I like this. I'm you know, I'm playing Devastator. I played I don't know how much of it. I got to the point where I was just, I was just playing by myself and just like over and over grinding away and I still had fun. I got to a point where I was like, all right, I'm going to stop playing for a little bit and, you know, play some other games. Play something that's, you know, I'm going to be playing this when it comes out. I'm going to pre-order it. And, you know, yeah, this this is good. I like this. And um, next thing you know, they, they started modifying some of the, the beta, or the, not the beta, but the demo. So And I haven't gone back since then. But it's just like, this is really cool. Then it hits Game Pass, and it's like, well, I get to save some money. Or do I go ahead and still pre-order and get those bonuses? You know what I mean? So it's like, ooh, what do I do? But um, the rest of the show, um, I did get intrigued with Darius. Uh, I was like, ooh, this, this is cool. You know, Blast from the Past, right? Yeah. And then you got Space Invaders. What are they going to do with Space Invaders?
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's for
4: mobile. It's an AR game. Still. What yeah, I mean, do? it's
0: interesting for sure. I mean, again, if you're into the, the Pokemon, uh, you know, uh, AR stuff, then maybe this is for you. I, it's definitely not for me.
4: Yeah, I tried the Minecraft AR, and it's it's not. For me, it wasn't working too well. I don't know if it's just, you know, old age or something. And I'm just not, you know, 12. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? So, But I'm still interested. I want to see what they're going to do with it. Um, I'm still gonna check it out. I don't care if it's a cell phone. You, you, you guys know me. If it's a game, I'll play it anywhere. You know what I mean? Let, let's check it out. Doesn't matter if it's on a phone, if it's on a black and white TV, if it's on tube. You know, it's just whatever it is, let's let's check it out. Let's see what it is. I mean, I tried out Stadia, right? We see where that's at. But, yeah. Uh, you know, there you go. You, you got to try it out. You got you can't you know, uh, you know that's why like I said with Avengers. I'm watching, you know. I want to try it out, but it's like I can't fork out the money just to be like, "Yay, I tried it. I didn't like it, and then walk away and not touch it again." That's that's just kind of ridiculous. But if it's something we can get our hands on and try, you know, try it out and, and and see if we actually like it. That's that's where it's at. You know, not every game's for everybody.
0: Not, yeah. You know, no, I agree.
4: Matter. So. But that's 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 really uh, and I did the for for those of you that wa- miss these events. Two X is your friend. Two X speed. So <laughs> watch watch a forty five minute show in about twenty five minutes. You're good.
0: Well, I mean, obviously, you we're, we're just we don't really we're not really listening to what they're saying. We're just watching the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that, that that that's actually a good point. But again, folks. You know, as we wait for, you know, we wanted people to file in for the good stuff. We figured we just get that out of the way. Spend thirty minutes or so on that. Uh, I do want to move on to, of course, topic number two, and and this is going to be. Um, uh you know uh, vr when we are be talking about playstation vr uh, 2.0 we got a chance to see what the controllers look like uh they look very reminiscent of of course the oculus quest which i have and i can tell you that those controllers feel great in the hands uh they work really really well with vr uh and so i'm very excited to see what sony does um, I wish Joe was here because you know I wanted to get his opinion on it. But you know, again, this is not not the biggest topic of the show. The Xbox topic event is, I think, the biggest one that most people are looking forward to hearing about. So what we'll do is we'll start talking about PlayStation VR, whether it interests us, and more importantly, I'm going to ask the question on whether or not uh, Xbox needs to get into the VR space now that Sony has officially, basically, thrown the gauntlet down that they are doing. Um, a new PlayStation VR 2.0. Now, some of the information that came out from the uh, the press release, and this came directly from Sony. This wasn't a leak or anything. This was directly from Sony. Um, and I pulled this uh, from the PlayStation blog. And um, what's interesting is that uh we these controllers they look great they're very light in your hands if they are are identical to what uh, the quest has um the, the uh, you know the wands that you had for play playstation one vr uh, and and of course I, I don't know how many people here on the panel had it. i know Noof did i still have mine um the uh you know the the wands that you use were a little heavy they're a little awkward to use and they never really felt that good in the hands uh, but one of the, one of these small points, and again, this is, this is obviously small. Um, if you had PlayStation VR, uh, the first one, mm-hmm. it had to be hooked up to a, like almost like a, a like a, a bento box. Uh, and, and, and the wire was pretty heavy. Uh, it kind of, it kind of hung down from the back of your, 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 you know, your unit in the back. And it was, it was a little heavy. Um, what I was hoping for, and unfortunately has been confirmed, that it um, is not going to be the case unless I'm reading this wrong. And I'm going to read directly from the quotes uh, regarding it. This uh, this. is this, These quotes come from the Vice President of Platform Planning at uh, SIE, um, Hadiki Nishinu. Uh, he said, these are the three th- quotes that he says. There's no constraints on how we're moving your hands, Provide." Providing developers with the ability to create unique gameplay experiences. We are taking what we've learned since launching PlayStation VR on the PS4 to develop a next gen VR system that enhances everything from resolution to field of view to tracking to input. And this is where I get disappointed. He says it will connect to the PlayStation 5 via a single cord to simplify setup and improve ease of use. While enabling a high fidelity visual experience. Okay, so this is this is where I I, I kind of scratch my head because, um, okay, now the Oculus Quest the first one, it, it you know some of the some of the graphics not top notch certainly not Series X graphics for sure PlayStation Five graphics, but it still looked pretty good. Um, I, I don't know if the technology requires you to have a cord. Um, I don't know how thick this cord is going to be. Is it going to be just a thin cable? Is it going to be like a USB-C cord? Um, can it take a snag if someone walks by or you actually turn yourself around and you pull on it? No one's going to know until we see exactly what this cord looks like and where it, it, it plugs into both the console and, of course, the unit. Um, but I, I'm actually a little disappointed. Um, and uh, to, to bring Xbox into the conversation, really, what it comes down to is when the headset released, we saw a story come from IGN um, Italy, And uh, they reported that when they plugged their, uh, when they attempted to um, hook up or connect their headset to their Xbox Series X, a prompt came up on the screen to update their VR unit. And of course, the internet went crazy, and for good reason, because we have heard Phil Spencer said that currently um, VR is not something that they are looking into right now. Um, And Again, this is this response from uh, Redmond, uh, no specific person. They said the description in the, uh, it, 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 on the screen is an error message uh, that's inaccurate due to, lo- to a localization bug. Now, this comes from a spokesperson at Redmond, uh, and they told, uh, the, they told this to, of course, IGN Italy. Um, and they said this, console VR is not our priority right now. So the question is, and I'll start with uh, um, I start with Noof because Noof obviously you're a fan of VR. Thanks First well. of all, are you disappointed with the fact that the PlayStation VR 2.0 is going to have a cord plugged into the console? And more importantly, the second part of the question is, do you think um, it's it, that that somehow uh, Xbox uh, brass is missing out on something, not bringing VR to the new consoles?
1: Okay, to answer the first part of that question, sure, I mean, it's a little disappointing to have a cord, but, you know, I had both iterations of the PSVR. I had the original unit, like you said, with the big, thick, heavy cord, and then I had the uh, the revised version, which is a simplified thing. Yeah, with the HDR patch true and the much smaller cord, and uh, obviously improvements to some of the button functionality and placement on the headset itself. So, I mean, overall, personally, I mean, I spent the majority of my time playing VR pretty much sitting down in a stationary spot, right? So, I didn't, I personally didn't have a lot of issues with it. Now, saying that, uh, I'm the recent adopter of an Oculus Quest 2. And I love it thoroughly. Like the Oculus Quest 2 is a huge step forward for VR, in my personal opinion, because one, it has no cords. Uh, it's simple to set up and play. You can pretty much set this thing up anywhere as long as you got a couple of feet in a direction, either which way. Uh, yeah, the graphics are in a lot of the games themselves are probably the, the one of the biggest downsides to the Oculus Quest 2. Again, obviously running out of the headset, it doesn't have um you know it doesn't have the pc power uh, you know to to kind of run the games per se if that makes any sense uh so a lot of it i don't know i don't know how they do it but obviously there's space limitations and there's limitations to obviously having a standalone headset but anyway microsoft is missing out if they don't get on this boat i know like i'm looking at the chat and there's always there's a big crowd of people vr sucks i don't want like i don't understand the hate because a lot of the people that i seem to talk to that just don't like vr and can't accept it have this either you know, two things that i'm kind of getting they don't play it and they're afraid of it they're, they're somehow scared to death of this thing like it's going to take over gaming or something and all of a sudden we're going to not have a traditional controller which is never going to happen um you know it, I I think it's great to have, as we've always said, and gamers say this to me all the time, you know, because of me and my Game Pass stance, it's great to have options, right? Well, there's nothing wrong with those options. A lot of money on the table with VR. And you know what? Xbox, more than any other console right now, largely thanks to Game Pass, is the perfect ecosystem for VR. Because... Uh, Even if Microsoft just invests a little bit to get someone else to take care of the, the, the manufacturing and the hardware side, so either they license out a current set that currently works or they think would work well with the Xbox Series as an X, or they make one themselves. They obviously have the means to do it. But the thing is here... They should get in because there is a large portion of fans who want to get VR, who would definitely spend the money to buy it. And for Game Pass, see, one of the problems for developers right now, why Game, also why VR seems to be a little lackluster, at least I think so, is because the install base is still so low that very few developers right now, uh, they have the tech, they have the talent, but they don't have the finances, and they don't want to gamble. It's a big gamble to spend, a hundred million dollars on a vr game that might never take off because there's not enough install base to make sure the game is successful you know what i mean so if you only got five million vrs in the wild and say the average is 10 or 15 percent of people buy your game well that's not a whole lot of people buying a vr game yeah so like we saw that with playstation look, look remember the batman one that came out it's i mean so it good had, yeah it was good and it had the triple a quality right like it had the triple a visual had the triple a quality it felt a lot like the arkham knight but it was very short it was obviously a good taste of what vr could do but it wasn't a true example of everything that vr could do or where it was going it was kind of just a taste something to kind of get people to bite in but that's the thing we don't see enough of those things and we don't see a fully fledged game because again the install bases are too low so here's where game pass would be huge benefit here is that one Once people had the headset for the game developers themselves, they could take a lot of risks here because their games would get massive exposure through game pass. And I think you'd see a lot more risks taken. You'd see a lot more titles. And, and I think if the game developers take risks with VR, the gamers themselves will take those risks. They might take the plunge and they might buy into it. Um, I'm super excited for the PSVR too. Those controllers look awesome. They've obviously taken a lot of what's working for, um, you know, the Oculus and kind of adopted that. And that, that's a huge step forward. Cause that was one of the other drawbacks of PSVR was, the old PlayStation Move controllers, which is old tech. I mean, Move was out years before the PSVR ever came out. They just adopted the technology and hoped to God that it actually worked. But again, boom you've used it and you know that sometimes it worked pretty well sometimes it was very hit and miss and again it was old technology i always joked about it i said playstation had so many psvr or was it the the move controllers left over from the ps3 era they were sitting in a warehouse and somebody said man we can't let this stock go the waste we better find a, a, a way to make them work and that's what they did so but and and charge double i remember it's funny because at the end of the ps3 uh, era those controllers were like selling like in the bargain bins for like uh, like 10 bucks a piece and then yep. when psvr came out they were back on the shelves for like for 60 100 bucks yeah. <laughs> i was yeah. like wow what happened there but yeah that's that's my take on it uh the concord is not a big issue i, I don't think it will be for the m- most people i think what we're looking for psvr2 is is comfort it's going to be visual it, it's going to be um basically fixing the the wrongs of the first model and hopefully they'll have a, like the older games will carry over and be compatible as well and you'll be able to play some of your back catalog and perhaps even reap the benefits of newer technology with it so that's my thoughts
0: no and great great as usual uh you know again listen you're a fan i'm a fan we're not we're not shy about saying we enjoyed playstation vr uh, i enjoyed oculus i don't use again i don't use these things a lot uh I, again that's a uh, it, it, it's never going to replace gaming, it, but it's a nice option. It's, it's nice to do something different, and you know what? I'm looking forward to PlayStation VR 2.0. Um, I'm not all bent up uh, out of shape about Microsoft not jumping on board. I think that what they're currently doing is enough on their plate. Uh, and uh, what, sure, if they had the option, would I support it? Absolutely, 100%. But am I crying that they're not? Not really, because there are other avenues to get uh, VR Uh, But Jamie Moran, let's get your opinion on this. You know, obviously, you know, for Sony, full steam ahead uh, on PlayStation VR 2.0. We didn't get a chance to see what the unit looks like, but I think they're going to dole out the information a little bit at a time. So we got what the controllers look like, and they look pretty good. Um, And um, what 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 are your thoughts on that? More importantly, do, do you think that Microsoft is missing the mark or maybe not hearing the fan base? Or is there just not enough um interest in vr anymore for for xbox to spend the money to develop one
2: well i've got to say new new spain right about the whole controller thing you know the new controllers for the playstation vr2 look fantastic it looks like they'll be using inside out tracking similar to the yes. uh, oculus 2 and you know it makes sense it, it it's a more accurate way of th- tracking in 3d space uh, but like the thing about the move controllers is, is that new site, right, the adopted a generation old, like, you know, controller for VR. And it didn't even, it's weird because like those controllers didn't even have a uh, thumbsticks on them. And it's just, it's weird how they uh, decided to take a piece of existing technology and just, you know, rehash it for, you know, VR, which I thought was odd, but I uh, it looks like they properly invested in VR this time. Uh, you know, playstation does have a, a viable vr market which is uh, a lot of people don't have at the minute uh so it looks like they go going the right route um the whole one wire thing i don't really see a problem the there's a usb-c port uh port on the front of the playstation 5 uh for wireless you need either a big ass battery pack style uh, transceiver thing or you go the oculus quest route where it has a snapdragon inside and it does the processing there but the PlayStation out there I'm going to do that but uh, I don't think it's an issue having one cable uh, as long as I think they should use something like a, a MagSafe connector because that way you know if someone trips over it, your PlayStation doesn't go flying across the room um, <laughs> uh, but yeah I, I think that's all cool uh, the headset's probably going to look sleek uh, VR headsets are beginning to look a lot more sleek uh, but the whole yeah, Xbox thing look I can't use VR I, I'm massively sick the second I try it uh, just mm, due to the motion right. sickness I, hell, I remember the first time I played Crisis on a television, and I nearly vommed everywhere. <laughs> um, so that's me. But uh, even though I can't use it, I still think VR should come to Xbox someday. Uh, I just think Microsoft—they want to. I think they want to get a staple of games out first before they invest into, like you know, supporting VR. Because supporting VR, they either go one or two routes. They either make their own games and have you know third-party games as well or they just have VR supported and don't put out any games. And I feel like if they did do that, people would just, you know, judge them too harshly or not enough or whatever. But um, I think one day we will see VR on Xbox. I just think it's going to take more AAA games to come out because, look, like Newford was saying, there's not enough people with headsets uh, that developers want to make risks and put out big games. But it works the other way around as well. It's like this endless cycle um It's like Half-Life Alex changed people's perception on VR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. So that, yeah, great point. I think we we will see more. It's like the new Medal of Honor game uh, by Respawn. That's one of them style games, big big a budget VR game. I think when we see a few more of them, we'll see Microsoft begin to look at VR headsets more seriously. And you know, who knows? One day we could potentially see. Half-Life Alex come to Xbox and PlayStation when, you know, the market's bigger. But, uh, yeah, I think the the new PlayStation handsets they cool. And Microsoft, I think one day, maybe in the next two years, we'll see a VR headset.
0: Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. Real quick, let me catch up with some of the Super Chats. First of all, the first one of the day comes into a good friend of the show. RA89 drops a very generous $5 Super Chat and says, Xbox needs to step up their game regarding game compression bc or backwards compatibility is uh, is nowhere to be found and kraken i mean i'm assuming you're talking about on the playstation 5 is shining uh, and backwards compatibility is supposed to be superior i i don't necessarily know if i agree with that per se i mean i, I have to see a you know specific game that's p- potentially running better but i think that jason Ronald has cleared up why that's happening and sure, should the games be running better on the better hardware? Absolutely, I think they'll get that stuff ironed out as uh, they they become more familiar. Uh, the developers become more familiar with uh, the um, you know the uh, the hardware for sure. Uh, Pixel bit G, generous friend of the show, he drops. An outstanding $2 who chat and says, Moss, Batman, and Blood and Truth are great VR games. I own every one of them. And yes, you are completely right on that. Victor Allisteen, what's up, dude? He drops a $2 who chat and says, they already support AR and VR on PC Game Pass. Uh, you know what, dude? If that is true, then that is new information to me because I actually didn't know that, to be honest with you, because I don't play on PC. But, um,. Crispy Bomb, let's get your opinion on this. You know, PlayStation VR is um, something that Sony said they were going to do. We haven't heard anything in a while. We got pictures, actual screenshots, several of them, of the controller, which means, again, it's all full steam ahead for them. Um, And, of course, then we got the, you know, the small, um, I guess, uh, translation error uh, in uh, Italy, uh, when they try to hook up their um, their headset, talking about VR, and we know that Microsoft immediately responded with like, yeah, listen, console VR is something we're not looking into um, for you. Are you interested to see what Sony brings to the table in for next gen VR? And is Microsoft missing the mark?
3: Well, I mean, first off. Thank God they got rid of those move controllers, man. Like (laughs) I've heard like the most complaints about. They uh, they were
0: pretty. They were pretty bad. They didn't track well
3: at all. Yeah. Um. You know, not being a fan, but I I definitely know a lot of people that have PSVR, and that is like one of the biggest complaints they've had. Um. Not just that. The wire thing. I'm a little confused. I mean, you would think they wouldn't want a wire. The only thing I can think of is maybe they want to keep it cost effective and, and it, it might be more cost effective to have the wire there. Uh Hopefully it has some kind of, uh you know, tensioner or something that just releases if, if any tension is put on it. Uh, because I mean, imagine somebody's PS five flying across the room. That would be, uh that would devastating, be, bad, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hopefully they have, cause, cause that that's a, a, a top heavy big boy. And you know, it's, you know that thing falls i think it's done i'm just saying um but you know xbox on the other hand has phil has one promise that he has not kept
0: and it's (laughs) vr yeah
3: high fidelity vr and he was saying this when the one x was coming out now with this little tidbit i'd say somewhere in the near future you're going to see and, and i only say this because even on the the bethesda the round table they were showing vr on on some of the little flashbacks and stuff which was interesting to me so you know because you you really wouldn't think that they would even bother showing that stuff because it was actually it's actually a hurtful thing for them because of what happened uh, legally wise so I'm a little curious about, you know, with Bethesda joining, how much we could actually see this actually happen and have some uh, first-party exclusives come out of it at some point. So I'm definitely interested. But at the same time, you don't know. I mean, right now they just they need to get games out. That's the biggest thing. So, right. you know, glad to see the changes, at least to the controller, the biggest complaint for PlayStation. And, you know, Phil, you, you got one more promise to keep, bro. So let's see it. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: well, you know something that's funny because um I just wish uh that, again, if, if you, you know it, I don't know how well VR would do on the Xbox, but I think that they could probably get away with not producing their own peripheral and using the Oculus Quest or using the rift, you know what I'm saying, or even the vol- the valve unit, uh, allowing these onto the console for use might be interesting without actually having to take the time to mass-produce them. I mean, they could be uh, marketed and labeled with an Xbox logo on the uh, on the hardware, uh, what, you know, specifically being used for Xbox. Uh, but they, again, we don't know what they're going to do. I, I agree with you, Crispy. I think that at some point or another, they're going to bring it forward. I know that Phil's biggest thing is the courts. Like, he said it. He said, I, as, 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 I will be interested in VR for the Xbox when the, co- the the wire situation is rectified, meaning that he wants it to be full wireless. Um, now, again, how long? How many years are we from that? Well, shit, I don't know. I'm not a developer. But I do want to get Dreadpool's final opinion on this, and we're going to move to the big topic of the show. And uh, Dreadpool, look, um, again, I don't know how much of VR you've experienced. Uh, for me, I loved it. I really, really enjoyed my play- my time with PlayStation VR. In fact, I still own it. I have a shit ton of games for it. Uh, Hood last not this Christmas, but the Christmas before, gifted me the Oculus Quest, which blew my mind. Uh, and uh, I've been using it ever since. Uh, I still play Beat Saber, which is freaking awesome it is just so much fun to play um i i, I have the, the the um star wars games they're okay uh you could definitely see the technology's a little laggy behind for sure for you where where, where, where do you feel on the new controllers for the playstation vr 2.0 and do you want to see xbox adapt vr
4: okay uh i'm just gonna backtrack a hair uh i know we kind of moved past it but i just BC Pack is actually Microsoft's com- uh, compression software. Oh, okay. So that's that's what that is. It's supposed to be superior. Uh, it just has not come into fruition for us to see it. Uh, you know, uh, for for our storage, uh, for our files to, to be reduced and have more space for our hard drives. So that that's that's just a clarification. Um, now I have played halo vr okay i did that a few years ago that was really cool okay I went to um halo discovery outpost
0: oh i remember you posting that yeah dude yeah. i remember
4: that yeah so that was really cool that was wireless all we had was a laptop on our back the headset and the simulated gun with the cable going to the backpack Everything else, we, we, we couldn't tuck, we couldn't roll, we couldn't run. We, you know I mean? There was so much, but we, it was a, a big room, I'd say, like open space, 30 by 30. So we had full area, nothing in between. But when you had the headset on, you had your walls. You know, so it was really cool. I'm thinking that that's what they're going to go with. They're going to go with that wireless part of it. And, and we got to remember, what happened with the Xbox One? x right they wanted vr to come to it and they realized it was just too bulky there's just not enough not enough compression on hardware to be able to move around now we talked about worrying about tripping over one cord one thin cord and having it pull your system out or or tripping over or anything like that right so what is phil's you got to think about it this way what is phil's and xbox's main objective they're fixing the narrative they're fixing this they're fixing that it's one step at a time right so right now vr was on that headset when you when it had to go through the update but that's not something that they're they're, you still have to plan into the future but it might not be your 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 full focus right now and that's probably what it is is yet again he doesn't want to trip over everything he doesn't want to have any hazards less liability right so if you trip over a cord what is it it's xbox's fault is it not right <laughs> it, it, you, it, you trip yeah you, i mean you, i'm you sure you there would be something in the
0: box to say that you know be careful
4: <laughs> to but keep we, them from seen, legally being sued <laughs> we've seen karens and overprivileged people that that want to do all this stuff so you got to minimize all that the, those possibilities so right now uh what is it um uh, the hololens right you know how expensive that thing is yeah it is about thousand dollars it's it's still being utilized but nothing too uh cheap enough for us to to do anything with okay so even if you did mix it with your xbox it's going to be too expensive nobody wants another connect okay i do but i don't want that stigma of how it was forced upon us Right, and it's gonna be forced upon you if you have to go like this and this is this much money, forget it. So why even put it out there? Right? Let it out let it let it culminate when it's ready and then go from there. Now, what PlayStation did, that was that was good, that was genius, right? We got old hardware, what do we do with it? How do we do something with it? Right? So they got the whatever I I I know the bad version of what we used to call them um the sticks um but you know that was genius right how do you do something with what you have and that's what they did they made something for vr with what they already had now that we're on the version two they've done more they've and and at the same time from the time that they released the first playstation vr to what they're going to do now vr has grown the controls have grown for vr there's so much more technology that has happened since then in here okay so the first time i did vr i was at a fairgrounds at one of the computer uh whatever it's i don't even know what it's called it was just like computer everything right computer tech everything like that at the fairgrounds that's when i first tried it okay and this is the lines and the blocks and and all this stuff nothing you you could drive a car right remember that the that car VR simulator um that you had in the arcades even though you weren't playing it with a VR headset you were still driving with the blocks and everything right but at that time we had the headsets and they were so primitive and you look at where we're at now you got with Alex the game right it, it's it's like one of the best games you had the Batman um VR that you know people are looking in the mirror and, and doing all this stuff. So th- this is all technology that has progressively moved on. All right. At some point in time, you're going to jump in, but when is the right time to jump in? Is it because when you're still doing, you're building your brand up again? Do you do you go out and put everything out there all at the same time? Sony didn't do that. They they worked on pl- uh, the PlayStation Five. They're working on their memory, and now they're announcing PlayStation VR for yeah. PlayStation 5, right? They're doing it in steps. Everybody, as soon as somebody does something, everybody wants the other competitor to do that exact same thing right now. Well, guess what? The exact same thing is not always going to work for everybody. We talked about Game Pass, right? PlayStation's doing their version of it, and everybody wants either to be the exact same or to be completely different and its own thing, right? We can't agree on it. But that's not our choice, right? Yeah, we want to have that choice, that that option. They have to know what is best for them to give us the best quality we can, right? So VR is going to be that thing. If if Microsoft wants wireless, let them have wireless. That's what we're going to get. But if PlayStation wants to hurry up and get on the bandwagon ahead of time, and this is how they want to do it, you know what? They know what's best for them and their company, and hopefully for us as customers.
1: And uh, let me just say, too, like, uh, I'll just do it real quick and just say that part of the reason, too, like, I know a lot of Xbox fans want VR for Xbox. But think of it this way. It was too late. It was too late because PSVR came out, like, like like several years after the ps4 right but like a lot of people wanted xbox vr and they basically by the time that they were starting to drum up the hype the xbox one x was coming out right but to bring out a vr that late in the gen when your install base is nearly half the amount of your competitor uh, it just didn't make sense. I think that had more to do with them not getting VR than the fact that they didn't want VR. I just think they're like, no, it's a little too late to launch a new tech uh, uh, and try to bring in our customers. I, I think if they're going to do it, they'll do it now with the Series S because they have the power. Uh, they, like I said, they have the Game Pass element. And like I said, and they can kind of launch somewhere within that window of PSVR 2 and not be like four or five years after the fact.
4: Wouldn't you be jaded if you bought Uh, xbox one x and then within the year bought xbox vr and all of a sudden here we are you know a couple years later buying the s or x you know what i mean and then and then you're still going to get the older visuals with the older tech which a lot of people are still getting sick from all right not everybody Mm -hmm. can still handle it because of the The lower resolutions the lower speed uh, frame rates that they're giving you Um, the immersion might not be there I mean there's so much going on let let the PC guys figure this out that's my thought right let the PC guys figure it out and as the non valve companies like HP and Acer and all those guys figure out their their headsets which work right now on PC let them figure it out and then eventually bring it in and then you don't have to worry about building anything you just say hey look uh if you want to bring your your vr to our xbox uh, series consoles it has to meet these specs and then you can say that your vr headset is series compatible and there you go you don't have to worry about it it's somebody else's thing it's third product they have to license to be able to be on your console there's there's so many avenues but yet again do you want to deal with it now or do you want to deal with what you got going on and still talk to these people right we didn't buy um companies just off of of a whim right xbox spent many years before they decided that they were going to buy them and then still spent many years before it actually happened to make the announcement and and go for the bid there's there's still you know there's you can't just say, "Hey, I'm going to do this," and then snap your fingers. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always work that way. It, and we've seen many companies do that and falter.
0: Yeah, no, it's it. I mean, listen, it, it, it the, a kind of the kind of investment that is required for VR. It, it's it's going to be a big deal. Microsoft is waiting because they have other plans. their Their other plans in, include. I think for them, that's more important is being able to play anywhere, being able to and you know something when, when you sit back in the chair and you see where Sony is going, like Sony is they put they, they, they dug their feet into the ground and it's like, listen, we, we are we're going to keep going with VR. Whereas Microsoft, they did say originally, sure, they wanted VR, but then they backed off on it because they knew that they couldn't deliver and or they were gun shy from what happened with Kinect. So they invested all of their re- R&D into what? You know, Project X Cloud, being able to play uh, your Xbox games remotely via the cloud on your phone, your tablet's. Uh, your pewter, or, of course, later on this summer on your TV. So it depends on who you ask, who made the better investment. Um, I think, again, this is not picking sides, because I'm buying a PlayStation VR 2.0 day one, not even a question. But when you talk about the niche market that's going to adapt that, uh, 5 million units sold for PlayStation VR uh, 1.0 on the PlayStation 4 versus um 117 let's just say 120 million uh customers that's a, that's that's not good um and and Sony they they think that they could do better and it's good on Sony whereas Microsoft probably saw that and were like you know we're just going to keep uh you know doing what we're doing and trying to You know, get millions and millions of subscribers from everywhere from the casual to the PC market back to the Xbox and even PlayStation fans that left Xbox to go to PlayStation would probably and potentially come back. So, again, it's it's it depends on who you ask.
1: And don't forget, boom! It's all about price too, because if we if there's one thing that's been stagnating the PSVR is it's still pricey. Yeah, you it is. Really, like even after all these years, it's still pricey. It's uh, still, uh,
0: three hundred bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and that's the thing. That's a big reason why the Oculus Quest Two saw a big surge because they have two units and they have the uh, cheaper entry level mm-hmm. model with the thirty two gigs built on board for like. Well, in Canada, I think it's like three fifty. So that's like what a hundred. Is it like what is it one ninety nine US or something yeah. like that? Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. Like that's that's. It's amazing
0: yeah again it, it's it, it, it's a technology i think we're going to see advance over the next couple of years i don't i don't want to say it's niche well yeah I, you can't say it's niche i don't know if it's ever going to become mainstream is really what i meant to say but you know what mr Badbit, are you here sir i am can you hear me we can hear you and you know what before we move on oh, yeah. to the big topic of the show i'm glad that you jumped in first of all how are you feeling yeah. I'm feeling a little bit better better. Like
5: I still got a little bit of a headache. Okay. Uh, Papa didn't know that you know, when you already had COVID
0: that the shots affect you differently. Right, so Papa got got just <laughs> fell on his ass today when well, you woke up. Let me tell you. Okay, there well, you listen. First of all, we're glad that you're feeling better. I'm glad you got your shot. Obviously, this is the first one you're going. You have another mm-hmm. one in 28 days, so uh, obviously, hopefully, you don't you don't you know obviously get the same effects. But we're yeah. glad that you're here because we were talking PlayStation VR versus Xbox getting VR, uh, yeah. and obviously, we got a chance to see what the new uh, controls look like. They look they look awesome, especially if you are someone that like myself who has used uh the oculus quest um mm-hmm. you know we don't know what the headset's going to look like it's probably going to look you know very close to what the console looks like in some respect it's going to be futuristic looking disappointed yeah. that it has a cord i i, I thought that we could oh, we'll re- talk about that oh we'll yeah talk about so that. so so give me give me your opinion on this uh, with, with sony what are your thoughts on their 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 push to make VR um you know not a niche product and, and is Microsoft missing the mark by not doing VR? No, I really like where both companies are headed.
5: Like, and I know that's a strange opinion to have. Like, I really like Game Pass. I think it's a terrific service, um, and I think it, it's it makes Xbox unique, right? Uh, I think VR as well. What Sony sees in it and their investments in it, they see that it is something that also makes them stand out, makes them unique. They're kind of going in two opposite directions. So oftentimes, we want them, we want to pit them against each other. Uh, for whatever reasons, right? So for me, seeing PlayStation go into VR, they obviously see that there there's an opportunity here. And is it potentially in games or is it in how we render, uh, you know, 3D sets, uh, that type of thing? So, you know, Microsoft's in the augmented reality space slash VR space in their Microsoft products. Um, and I think Sony wants to see what this headset can do for them um, in terms of not just games, but outside of gaming as well. And I think giving, giving people freedom um, in, in getting a lot of the difficulties out of the way because PSVR was very much a hodgepodge of different technologies Sony had laying around. It was a really cheap device to kind of make for them. I mean, you just take a look at, at the move controllers. It was very much a a concept, and they even stated it. It was a, they were just like, listen, we have very low expectations for this thing. Uh, this is very much, to, j- j- we're testing the waters here. So they're seeing that there's something there. Um, and I think they're going to take a lot of what we see from um, the Oculus into that piece of hardware. And I don't want to like be the you know, try to like see the crystal ball or anything. But if I was Papa Sony, that is something that I'm looking into is how do we get the restrictions out of the way to make it so that it's easier to make games in VR, but also easier for players to play in VR, get those restrictions out of the way. Like from what I'm reading, this does not have a camera to read where your movement is. It's all in the headset itself. It really does scream that this is an Oculus Quest situation, which is also a single cord setup if you want it to be, or you can unplug it and have it, you know, be just right there in front of you, you just lose some uh, fidelity. But, you know, Microsoft, sorry, excuse me, Sony really wants to see where this technology goes. They, it looks like they really do have faith in it. And, you know, like 4 million is not to say it's a a bad number, because if you had zero expectations, and all of a sudden you sold four or $5 million of a technology that you had no idea what what would be in this in this uh, era, and at the same exact time, the the attach rate for these things, people that are a fan of VR, very much adopt that ecosystem. So, yeah, if I'm Sony, I'm definitely taking a look at it, where I can do it in gaming, and also where I'm doing it in production remember sony's a production company at the end of the day yes they invested in epic for several reasons one of those reasons being um you know in production they use epic to make a whole lot of rendering and actually have it the director sit in vr goggles and look at what what the scene is in front of them so that's where i'm really thinking sony's actually taking vr um but yeah, I, I like that both both of them are doing stuff differently, and like whatever is your preference, I think that just goes with whatever your preference of the ecosystem is. So like, if you really dig the the Game Pass models, probably that you are on the Xbox bandwagon, and if you really like this Let's Play with Tech type of VR implementation, then probably Sony's going to be the way to go for you. But it's really just, it comes down to just preference. And uh, I, again, I I like to see both of them do different things in the same space.
0: Yeah? yeah. Yeah, and I agree. And you know something? Because I'm greedy, I want both. So I'm going to do the Game Pass thing, and I'm going to do PlayStation <laughs> VR 2.0 yeah. when that comes out. Because, hell, why the hell not? And real I love talk If you're Microsoft, if you're Microsoft, you... you let sony be
5: the guinea pig
0: right especially when it comes to gaming you know you know what's funny you say that because i think that they 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 actually it's a tale of two sides of a coin right yeah. sony said let let microsoft make the investment in game pass and if it works we'll adapt it and if microsoft took the attempt let them take the risk with vr and if yeah. it works we'll adapt that
5: <laughs> yeah and i and I, I really do think that's kind of where where they're going so honestly like no microsoft doesn't need VR because they're way more focused uh, like you said they're way more focused on taking your gameplay anywhere. right that's where yeah. their whole thing is they want to get you eventually playing a, a game on your phone that's not uh, what we think a game on your phone is you know? Yeah.
0: yeah and, and 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 that's real that and again that's a great point joe first of all welcome to the program brother but i do want to move on to Absolutely. of course uh topic the the big topic of the show Um, And this is this one, I think, is going to have a lot of legs, especially if you are someone that um, appreciates, um, you know, Xbox for what they're doing. Um, You know, one of the big things for Xbox is especially in 2021 is we think, just based on a very early uh, January article from Xbox Wire dictating what exclusives were coming. Now, a lot of those exclusives uh, are, are, are you know second and third party games that are considered indie. They're smaller, developed games. Um, but I still think that they hold a significant amount of relevance to the conversation. Uh, but what happened yesterday, a- as if there wasn't already enough Xbox news, it seems as if like, this This has been when you want to talk about having an incredible 2021, uh, you can put out you can always equate that to a big game coming out and succeeding or you can have, um, you know, uh, a big announcement on some upcoming title or piece of hardware that's coming that gets the community excited. But this particular week was just incredible for Xbox, uh, uh, Redmond, and of course, the millions of Xbox fans, because my God, Monday came and it just was one hit after another. Wow. Well, on Thursday, we had uh, breaking news, 9 a.m. Sp- uh, Pacific time, which, of course, was 12 p.m., and we talked briefly about this on at the Xbox Factor podcast, but I thought that we didn't talk enough about it. And because I have such an incredible panel, and Joe, you had to step away because you went out and, uh, you know, you streamed the Square event, I wanted to bring this back into the conversation. Now, we had heard... Uh, from Paul Therat, who is the owner and um, uh, of, of Thorat.com, which Brad Sams works for, a friend of the show. And uh, he had reported that there was going to be a Microsoft event. It was originally thought to be on the 23rd, and then they moved it to the 26th. And then Jez Corden, another friend of the show... Uh, Who obviously writes for Windows Central and is a part of another incredible podcast run by Randall Thor, friend of the show for the Xbox two podcast talked about um, on an article that he written that he wrote that he had it on good authority that yes, there was in fact an event happening, but we did not know what that event was until yesterday. And before I get into the article, I do have to catch up on some of the Super Chats. I'm going to start with a good and generous friend of the show, Cat. Daddy Lurk in the chat. Hey, dude, welcome to the program, brother. And thank you for the outstanding $10 super chat. And he says, top notch showing from Microsoft lately, indeed. And he says, keep up the great work, boom and crew. Well, thanks, dude. I certainly appreciate the generosity and, of course, the compliment. And we have Logical Tech drops a very generous $10 super chat and says, VR will always be a little. Used novelty until the headset is no different than wearing a pair of glasses. Wow, that's that's a great point. Uh, Gaming is a leisure activity. VR is a workout. Uh, Yeah, I I have actually sweated using VR for sure, Um, especially playing Beat Saber, which is dope. Um, That's why so many people lose interest in it. Yeah, I mean, I think that you're right on. You're on to something with that. But I think the cost does scare people away, especially if you have to invest two, three, four, even $500 on a headset, controllers, and, of course, games. Um, Logical Tech drops. Wow. An additional final Super Chat. Thank you for the generosity, dude. He says Microsoft doesn't didn't force connect on anyone. They mistook. A novelty for a trend when they when the best selling Xbox 360 game of all time was Connect Adventures. I actually enjoyed Connect Adventures. I know I sound like a big old nerd, but that was actually kind of cool, man. Um, the wise old gamer. Hey, dude, welcome to the program, dude. He says this after dropping $5 in chat. I believe that Microsoft is trying to become more mainstream. Sony has always said gaming is a niche market, so they're becoming more and more specialized i mean that's that's an uh, interesting and, and very true part i mean again i like what joe said both companies doing their own thing and that's great for gamers because you know what who wants to you know say that that one's following this one and this one is following that one but let's get back to the xbox topic now yesterday we had confirmation uh, it launched, uh, it was on Xbox.com, and then, of course, we got an Xbox Wire article that confirmed the March 26th event that's going to be happening uh, in conjunction with Twitch, which I think is a big deal. Uh, more importantly, we know that it's going to be live here in the East Coast at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 9 a.m pacific time which is of course california time and i think obviously you know i i think they might have posted in the world where it's going to happen like if you were in europe and you know it's a five-hour difference um but what we got was some really big information and uh, according to the article this is what they had to say we are featuring tons of independent independent titles including brand new game announcements from developers and publishers such as Drinkbox studios Curve Digital, Devolver Digital, and Dear Villagers and others. And by the way, all four of those indie companies are freaking awesome. So, of course, I'm very interested to see. But you see, when you say the word indie, like people immediately equate it for like okay they're gonna be there's gonna be a lot of games that look like Braid right or you know or or or, or like uh, you know dungeon crawlers that are you know hack and slash like Gauntlet and you know I, the one thing I have to say is you, you gotta you gotta get out of that mindset indies have stepped up in such a big way that it's almost I I don't think you, the the community is insulted because they know that they're small but I think that in in referencing some of these games they are they are they look so incredible and they're so detailed and they're telling such incredible stories that are they really indie they are by their nature but not in production and what's exciting about this particular event is because okay we are still early into 2021 now we have seen three big drop shows right we saw nintendo Average. We saw Sony's, depending on who you thought. I gave it a six out of ten. I thought it was okay. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. And then we saw squares, squares. If I had to, if I had to give it a number, I'd say 4.5, 5 out of 10. It was, it was, it was it was, it was a decent show, but not even up to the standards of good, in my opinion. Production value, sure, but not what they showed. This is an opportunity for Microsoft and You know, I say that they had shows, but they did have the roundtable, which wasn't a show, but it kind of was. And the production value there was incredible. I think they took the page right out of Sony, who does really good presentations, especially during the COVID digital era. But on the 26, folks, we or said we Microsoft has an opportunity to really Put it down for why you need to get Xbox Game Pass. And what's interesting is they talk about they will debut new trailers and gameplay gameplay for 25 games, including. And these are some of the top of the list for me personally. Second Extinction, which I've, you've seen me play on this channel. I mean, it's left for dead with dinosaurs. What freaking more do you need, right? The Ascent looks better every time we see it, and it's what Xbox gamers want. Multiplayer. Four-player co-op. Uh, it's Diablo meets Cyberpunk. The game is made by 14 developers, and it looks so incredible. The Wild at Heart looks great. You had Void Train that they mentioned. X01 looks dope. I, I, I Again, and, and, and here's the, the big one for me, because I'm a fan of first-person shooters that give you uh, ambiance when you play these games. Stalker 2, coming to PC, for, I mean, from PC to the console for the first time ever is a big deal. It's an Xbox exclusive. Now, for how long, I don't know. But it's going into Game Pass day and date. But here's the thing that's that gets me super stoked. These are the titles that they didn't mention, but I almost have on confirmation that are going to be there. Um, Tunic has been in development for a while. We can't wait. If you've seen what Tunic looks like and you're an old-school Zelda fan, then you know what I'm talking about. 12 Minutes looks incredible. It's a small story made by one man with an incredible voice cast, and the game looks incredible. Indie, sure, but it looks like it's going to be one of those games that could potentially be in the Game of the Year conversation, even as an indie. Um, uh, The last night, which we we saw on the stage of E3 2018 – It's a side-scrolling, cyberpunk type of game. It looks incredible. Again, a big, big story. Um, and a game that definitely resonates with me. We're probably going to see some gameplay from Crossfire X. Remedy is making that uh, that single-player campaign. I can't wait to see what they do. Uh, the gunk could potentially be there. The last stop. Another one that's dark, scary, something that Zemi Games is not going to play. Scorn looks awesome. Very H.R. Geiger-inspired. Um, Song of Iron, which, Jamie, you're a big fan of. Um, Shredders. Uh, which is of you know the old school snowboarding game coming back Warhammer 40k again it's 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 a four player Left for Dead type of game looks dope Bright Memory Infinite has been confirmed by this by the the kid that's making the game that's going to be there um, the Lake and Sable along with a host of others um, Joe I'm going to go to you first on this because you know when you say indie. Some people yeah. just poo-poo it. They're like, "Yeah, indie, whatever. It's not for me. It's not AAA. It's not Call of Duty. You know what? Okay, if that's the case. Yeah. But my God, what do you think about what Microsoft announced? Do you think they have an opportunity to drop, make a big splash, closing out an incredible month for them? Yeah, it's been, dude. It's been crazy. <laughs> like, there's some news. Like, when we talk about the Bethesda thing, it feels like
5: months ago. is uh, it? Yeah, <laughs> it's been nuts. So for them, for Microsoft, they they understand that there is an absence in the audience when it comes to indies. And that they have that absence. And they're trying to course correct it as much as possible. Because what we've seen over the past few years is, you know, indies indies were kind of, not to say they were born in this last generation, but they really blossomed in last generation, right? You have hundreds upon hundreds of developers, small developers, one person, handful teams. Um, and what we've seen was, you know, how indies are important for a brand, like for you know, uh, PlayStation, it propped them up for a year and a half. Uh, and if you're Nintendo, that's where a lot of your money is coming from. Nintendo has what it seems like the PC and Nintendo Switch usually count for the majority of indie sales. It's just a massive market for indies. Indies want to be on Nintendo. And what Microsoft wants to change is they want indies on Xbox. And this is a show of not just to the consumers that, hey, look at all these awesome games, but it's also the show, the developer of, look, this is how much we're going to back your your product and we can assume that there's going to be dozens of of uh this will be day in day on game pass type of announcements um and that's what they really want they want you know when we talk about like game pass filler i think what they want is indies c- to kind of be that of like oh yeah i beat like i don't know gears but oh my god look at this game this is weird let me try it out that's what they kind of want and so i think this is this is a great first step for Microsoft to really go out in front here going, hey, we have Indies 2 here, you know? And at the same exact time, uh, really try to make a name for ID at Xbox and really get in front of, of, of Indies in a big way. So I really like this. The only thought that I have is 100 games is a lot. And my first initial thought process is, don't do mo- like you know it's going to have to be, but like there's going to be a lot of montages, and I'm very curious. Yeah, I was actually it just going to gonna say
0: that because they confirmed gameplay for 25 of them, and yeah. I think the other 75 are going to be. There's going to be a run through like you would see it at an E3. Now I may they they're probably going to break it up into several different spots. Absolutely, they're not going to run through 75 games. I mean that would take a you know 20 minutes, but yeah, I, I think that's what's going to happen, Joe.
5: Yeah. Yeah, and 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 that's what I kinda like, not to say fear, but that is the thing that I'm kind of I'm thinking. And if I'm a indie, I'm like, would I really waste resources on just trying to get like two seconds of B roll? I don't know. So I'm very curious to see how this show uh opens up. I'm I'm really curious. Uh I I like to see I like to see Microsoft get get in front of things like this. So
0: it's cool. You know what? I, I hope that this is uh, not only do I hope it does well for Microsoft, uh, but at the same time, I agree with you. I hope it does well for indie games, and um, I would love to see this kind of a show dedicated to the indie community on a big stage at least twice a year. I, I'd love to see at the beginning and towards the second half of, uh, of of the year. I think this this we could see a second show if this does well for Microsoft. Again, they teamed up with Twitch. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. So I I'm I'm right there with you. I agree for sure. Um, let, let's let's get on um, some of our guests. Uh, you know, Noof Nukem. You know, again, indie or at least the definition of it, um, is still the same, but the 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 product has changed over the years, and the quality and what someone would consider an indie has unbelievably changed. Um, and some companies that you would consider to be indie um, are, are some of the biggest money makers I mean a perfect example is the um, the knockout game on um, on uh, on PlayStation it's made by an indie team but they're all cr- billionaires right I mean they made so much money and on, on the PlayStation plus release of that game and now it's coming to, this summer to Xbox uh, you know series consoles and, and of course switch um Again, it, it, because it's a small developer doesn't necessarily mean that they don't have worth. What do you, what are your thoughts on this show and what are you expecting? Uh-oh, are you muted there, Noof?
4: He's in the back room.
0: Oh, there he I is. Know. There he yeah, is. You, 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 you bumped out and I hear you back. Noof, did you hear what I was saying or no? Yeah,
1: I heard everything. You okay, said. all right, my, so, so, so my no. computer crashed. I'm, no. I'm like literally about five minutes away from taking this laptop and putting it right through my wall. I kid you not. <laughs> uh, I'm so tired <laughs> of this junk, man. I don't know what happens. But anyway, uh, yeah, I heard what you said and I'm excited for this show. Uh, like I said, it's time to give the indie guys a chance to shine. You know, as a matter of fact, in the last few years, I'd say the indie de- de- devs, for the most part, have been shining more than some of the big triple a guys i agree and the reason That's i say point. that is because we're starting to see them um obviously they're learning the technology and they're learning what can and cannot be done within a limited budget and some uh, and, and even with really small teams like there's one game coming out right now i know a lot of xbox fans are excited for i think it's coming to place so i'm not 100 sure but it's tunic right uh, tunic is
0: well for right now it's an exclusive uh, for Xbox. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, just recently little nightmares Two came out, you know, from studio Tarsier, uh, people love that game. I love the original game, you know, uh, the people that made limbo, all these type of games, uh, that, you know, sometimes not all of those games blow our mind graphically, but, uh, they're just a ton of fun to play. They take, you know, they, they, they definitely stretch the imagination a little bit and they do a lot more. And that's where you applaud them. Like they they do take those risks. Um, uh, that sort of thing and financially for for the gamers or even if you they don't come to game pass they're usually not big financial risk because most of the games never cost you a ton of money but at the same time when they go to game pass they do get a lot of exposure um i definitely you know and, and what defines an indie now is is like i said that there's a fine line that barrier is sort of coming down because so there are some indie games out there from smaller developers that look just as good or nearly as good as anything we've seen from some of the aaa guys so it's just absolutely amazing like you said the guys uh, that guy that's doing bright uh, memory infinite or whatever it is there uh like that game looks absolutely insane you know, and, and I think he's like, what, the only guy working on it, like kind of doing everything.
0: Yeah, you know what? Believe believe it or not, they Microsoft sent some help over to him. So he does have some help. But this game was created by a kid that dropped out of high school to make games. If you didn't know there the story behind that.
1: So there, so there you have it. That tells you that tells you everything <laughs> you need to know that with the right talent, the persistence, uh, the drive. That things, you know, and with software, the kind of software they have now, like through our own home PCs and through, um, you know, the the Xbox uh, uh, Xbox at ID program, I think that was well, so that you can get out on the developer floor and start there. So I think the the tools are more widespread than ever before. There's more game. Play developer or game developers out there than ever before. Whether I said they're small startups or they're small teams, uh, so you know I'm excited to see what comes out. The biggest thing for me overall with any of these shows anymore is the lack of dates, the lack of anything definitive as to when these games are launching. Like like us all, you love to see new games, but you don't like seeing them where they're four and five years out and you're waiting and waiting and waiting, and then they disappear off the radar altogether, and then they come back and they disappear again. I mean, a couple of recent games that kind of fans been wanting. We haven't really heard much on the Dying Light 2. Like, that kind of came out and had everybody, yeah, Dying Light 2, and then the developer said, uh, just the other day, I saw a quote from him, it's like, yeah, we teased it way too early, and it's not close to being ready. Ubisoft had that Skull and Bones, that Pirate Ship game, and that's nowhere to be found. It's like, what is going on with some of these things? Uh, but no, but I'm excited for the show. I think it's going to be big. I, I, like, I mean, it's be, uh, these shows are all subjective it really comes down to what you expect to see out of them um, because some of the games that you might see you're super excited about and I might see the same game and go, wow, oh, that looked like a turd to me. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the way it is. And that's why we always give different reviews on these shows when, they, when they're said and done, somebody goes, well, that was an eight or a nine for me. And somebody goes, oh, that it was a six. Again, it's all subjective. It's, it's, what appeals to your tastes. But yeah, I applaud the indie developers, man. They've come a long way in the last few years. And and Xbox in particular has been fostering these guys right from the Xbox 360 era through summer of arcade and on up through. They've got a great relationship with a lot of these teams. They go out and support them, they help them, they give them two tools uh to get stuff done. And you gotta applaud them for it, man. It takes a lot of courage to go out there and drop these games mm-hmm. and uh they've done a good job so we'll see what happens comes down the pipe but i'm definitely excited for the show when it comes out and we'll see what like i said i don't think we'll see a lot of the big first party stuff but um we might see a few games that are close to the pipeline like you said the ascent you mentioned that one and stuff
0: I I think what you get uh, with the 25 games that they're going to show gameplay for now, we might have seen some of these games. I think that we do get release dates or, you know, or, you know, they'll say fall, you know, for Stalker 2, for instance, or, you know, uh, you know, I I think we're going to get as a matter of fact, I would even dare say that we're going to get some dates, but we may even get some in-game pass right now. Meaning that as the show was going on, they're dropping some of these into Game Pass, which would be pretty dope. Uh, I want to get Jamie's opinion, but Jamie, before I get to you, brother, let me catch up some of these incredible Super Chats. First of all, Logical Tech, my God, dude, thank you for your generosity. He drops. Another $5 super chat and says, Isn't CD Projekt Red technically an indie developer? I'm looking forward to Second Extinction, XO, Mecha, Crossfire X, and Stalker 2. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you know what, dude? They are these, well, I don't know now with all the lawsuit stuff that's going on with them, but they were the second most richest European developer. I, I, I may, I maybe 10 years ago you could have considered them a developer when they brought out The Witcher 2. Maybe, but now after Witcher three success, I would I would definitely consider them a AAA developer for sure. Yeah. And remember, they're also they're a
5: publisher. They're they're a store, they're also uh, a publisher as well. A, yeah, store, a, a storefront. So like GOG,
0: Good Old Games, yeah, millions so of dollars. Yeah, they're a very
5: <laughs> huge company. But you, you could, if you wanted to, I guess. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, let me okay. Let me continue with. Thank you for the uh, for the super chat, brother. And thank you for the question. Let me just catch up. This chat is flying by. We have uh, King One Supreme. Hey, King, welcome to the program. He says this after dropping a two dollars super chat. Got into Dirt Five thanks to Game Pass. Hashtag the Book of X, dude. Listen, I know I do a lot of uh, Dirt gameplay on this channel. People probably be bored as hell, but I have to tell you, it's one of my favorite games of twenty twenty. Like it is. You see the video. I mean, yeah, and this is not running at, you know, 60 frames, you know, like you would be. uh, It's running probably 30 frames on YouTube, and it still looks damn good. You got to play it on the X. It just it's so much fun. I mean, I, I would even dare say that I've I've enjoyed it more than Forza. Horizon 4. And I know I'm going to get booed in the chat for that, but that's how much fun I've had with it. Uh Logical Tech, wow, dude, he drops another outstanding uh and very generous 5 dollar super chat and says boom. Does indie mean not owned by a publisher, not publicly traded or not larger than certain size? Thanks for the clarification, Joe. Do you, do you have a clarification for that? What yeah. can cons- what's considered an indie? Yeah, an
5: independent studio. I mean, you can again, like you could consider like uh, uh, someone like a CD project run as an independent developer, but <laughs> when we're looking at like like indies, we're looking at small teams that don't have, we're not to say don't have publishing, but aren't owned by an external entity. So, like
2: for instance, what, the Ascent, Ascent team, in, so. the Ascent yes. team has
0: fourteen people. That's mm-hmm. super indie uh, for yeah. sure. Um, so, like the- like a game like Maquette, which is being produced by Devolver,
5: but that studio isn't owned by right. devolver they, yeah. they, they
0: they're, they're just they just uh got attached to the publishing rights You're right yeah yeah all That's right so thank you thank you so that. much for that uh michael kullik wow michael welcome to the program he drops An outstanding five hours of chat. Hearing Jez's comments on Randall Thor's latest video regarding big third-party exclusive projects has me hyped. Well, if you're hyped, Michael, uh, I have already, and this is how hyped I am. I have already written Monday's Primetime Gaming, and that is the lead topic. That's right. We're going to be talking about the impact of Jade Raymond making an exclusive IP for uh, for Sony. I think that's a big deal for Sony. I think it's even a bigger deal for Jade Raymond. I think she is a powerhouse in the industry, and I'm so glad that she wasn't tainted or you know, or, or or disgusted with what happened at Stadia. She's a talent. I cannot wait to see what she brings to the table. And uh, yeah, that's one of the lead topics, as well as yes, that particular interview. Well, not really an interview. It was during the Xbox Two podcast. Jez Corden. My God, that guy talks about making news. Him and Randall Thor knocked it out of the park. That's the last one that I think it was last week's, uh, or it might even been this week's. Uh, but check, definitely check that out for sure. Jamie, let's let's get your opinion on this. You know, look, um, the one thing that that Microsoft has done well, maybe not in recent years. They are originally the you know the summer of arcade is probably for me my favorite time of indies. It was a six year stretch that gave us some incredible indie titles that were put each in, in our faces each and every week. I looked forward to it. I was devastated when they took it away but this particular indie showcase we're going to see 25 games 25 trailers gameplay trailers that's dope and there's going to be over a hundred indies where we're going to see like joe said in a montage for you knowing that most of these ID at xbox titles are going into game pass and that they're getting their own show to stretch their wings are you excited to see what they're going to bring
2: oh yeah i mean you have to think about it like this most people and uh, well everyone 90% of the games we play are made by third party you know uh, so the games we play most of uh, the year are made by these developers and these indie developers actually take more risks with games than big publishers so like uh, exo mecha and things like second extinction we wouldn't typically see being made by an activision or ubisoft Uh, So I'm looking forward to things like that. Uh, Things like uh, The Ascent. Cannot wait for The Ascent. Uh, 12 Minutes, which is starring Willem Dafoe, Jason Ridley, and uh, James McAvoy. Awesome Unbelievable voice cast, dude. And that's an
0: indie, dude. That's bananas.
2: Yeah. And just all these cool, interesting games we wouldn't see elsewhere. And, you know, uh, thinking back to the 360 gen, like the indie boom happened because of the 360. And like, remember when Super Meat Boy released? That just changed everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, mm Yeah. It was a good time, but I, I, I like the fact that uh, Microsoft getting these indies on board to talk about games that's going to be on the platform. I think it's going to be a bunch of developers showing next gen versions as well. Because, you know, at the minute, if you go to the store on either platform, there isn't a lot of next generation games out. Not really. Right. Uh, so I think we're going to see a, an emphasis on next gen. You know things like uh, Second Extinction, Stalker Two. Stalker Two is going to be huge because that is only uh, Xbox Series X and S as well as Windows. Uh, that's my number one most anticipated game for next week. But uh, I mean, the yeah, trailer I- looked incredible, Jamie. It I mean, it it gave
0: incredible vibes of the... Um, I always forget that Russian game with the uh, the first-person shooter where the, where the world ended. Oh, um, Metro. Metro. Metro, dang, Mike. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, it gave me Metro vibes, but my God, that game looks incredible.
2: Yeah, and like the, the first game was huge in Europe, like absolutely massive, and I never thought we would see a sequel on console, and better yet, Game Pass. Uh, you know, and I, I've, I always say people, like whenever indies get brought up, I refer to... These games as uh Game Pass fodder or filler, and like I don't really say it like that. Like I don't want just like you know these AAA games that are just the same thing over and over again in Game Pass. Like I like variety; otherwise, gaming's just boring. Um, but yeah, I- I'm looking forward to it. Uh, again, Stalker's going to be probably the highlight of the show. Showing next gen stuff. Yeah, I, I-, I like I what absolutely-
5: you said there too, because I'm sorry. Not very good. Just because I, yeah, you often see indies push triple a games into doing different things and i think one game that we're going to see a lot of that from is a game like hades where you know they were able to tell an amazing story with a rich cast in a roguelike and you don't see that often and so yeah like 110 and these are the things that are pushing you know the industry forward that's such a terrific point
0: yeah, and that's a great point, Joe. Again, knocking it out of the park. You missed yesterday, and you missed the beginning of the show, and you're back in full-fledged gear. uh Thanks for joining us, dude. For, uh, we have a super chat coming in from Arn Camparo. Drops a very generous one-dollar super chat. Arn, welcome here. And speaking of Arn, Arnold, our own Arnold. I flew him in this morning. The chopper landed. He's here. Arn, listen. I know that you have a lot of money, so you don't you don't have to worry about, you know, you know, bargain basement, you know, indie titles. But I'm interested to know what you think Microsoft is doing, bringing up these smaller indie developers and giving them the spotlight. What, what how, how can you equate this to your career when you were considered an indie?
6: Well, I think it was great. You know, they bring up the smaller guys. You have to let them shine. I mean, of course, if there was, we never let the small guys shine. I mean, little guys like Sylvester Stallone would have never had a career, you know? <laughs> Yeah, so that's what you got to do every once in a while you never know when that small guy is going to come up there and surprise you They got the guys like Kevin Hart he's a little twerp but look he's got the shine and of course he shines on the, with the rock when he comes out there for Jumanji and all of those movies so you know everybody needs to shine whether you're big or small you're fat or you're tall it doesn't matter you just get out there and do it you got to put yourself out there it's all about your talent it's all about your drive it's not about you know you uh, know but the rest of it, but it always helps. The only time that small is really bad in this world is when you have small bank account because you really can't get a whole lot of things done. You got no money to buy games if you got five dollars in your pocket. What are you going to out there and buy? You're going to buy a shirt for your character in a game you can't afford. I mean, what are you going to do? So, give the Indians a chance to shine, let them get on the big stage, show what they can do. Sometimes, is that game that looks like it's absolutely, absolutely terrible, and then you get there and you play like for 15 minutes, you hope you're addicted and you can't wait to go i remember the one back on the xbox what geometry was that game looked absolutely terrible but it was so much fun you just had to move your little sticks back and forth you didn't even have complex buttons but i died over and over and i wanted to get the higher score so let them do it
0: nice nice well no you know thank you for being here brother. definitely when appreciate it. it when should they do it you think
5: arnold do what do it now do you think
6: Go for it now. What's the point in waiting? I'm getting older. I'm almost (laughs) 70 years old. I mean, come on, let's do it. Like, stop waiting. That's the one thing about this game industry. Hey, everything now you wait and you wait and you wait like five and six years for a lot of these games, these big ones. At least least a good thing for the Indies in between because a lot of us would get old. We'd be waiting forever. Like, when is the next Grand Theft Auto coming out here? Like, swear to God, what's taking it so long? The last one was launched in 2013. I mean, I'm going to be making Terminator 40 by the time this game comes out. Come on, (laughs) get out there. Come on. These guys need to get to the chopper and get to the development studio. COVID, it's time for you guys to leave. Let's go and get it done.
0: Well thank you so much for of course the enlightenment and noof Nukem, let's bring noof into the conversation noof listen you know one, we know that you know you still are holding strong with your belief in uh, Game bass is not for you and and that's dude listen you can't argue that that is your opinion that's the way you want to run it but for you as someone that is going to actually buy the games like you're going to personally mm-hmm. yep. drop coin down because a game is going to interest you or it's not some of the games that are considered "quote unquote" indie are seem to be worthy of your uh, of your coin. More importantly, like a Stalker Two looks incredible. It's going to tell an incredible story. First time on console. How big do you think this show is going to be for these indies on the twenty sixth?
1: Um, well, I think I, I think I've already had a chance to answer that, didn't I, guys?
0: um you know what if you did i actually forgot sorry about that brother I, I didn't know i did not realize i went to you first okay so listen yeah you know, i'll
1: I, let your other guests speak but i'm not trying to jump in or, or trying to be rude there but i think i think you started with me on this one i think
0: you know what maybe, maybe you know what I, I thought i started with joe but that's okay no big deal we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll come back around to you You know i'm getting old folks uh, christy <laughs> bomb let, let's get your opinion on this as someone that has been banging the game pass drum Uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, One, of course, it's value. There's just no denying that the over 370 games that they currently have in there is an impressive list to say the least. But one of the things that they do very well is they don't sneak stuff in there. They make announcements. They go out of their way, whether it be on social media, through Twitter, through Facebook, um, you know, you see the advertisement coming into Game Pass. You know, I mean, for instance, good friend of the show, Larry Herb, a.k.a. the Major Nelson, who has been on this program, uh, is always out there talking about the new stuff coming in. So this is a great way to get indies the spotlight they deserve. This show, I think, is going to be big for both Xbox, but more specifically, the indie community. What, what are you expecting them bringing to the show?
3: Well, first of all, I just want to say I saw 100 games and I said, how in God's name am I going to be able to play half of these? Uh, (laughs) I do work, Xbox. (laughs) I mean, you know, and, and the big thing is, is I feel like because Xbox is really shining a light on these games, you're going to see them either day and date in Game Pass or, you know, Game Pass at some point. Um, you know games like stalker and stuff like that this is where we we kind of you know blur the line of what an indie is and what a triple-a developer is and you know i go about a triple-a game is a game that is a new experience that has uh, a quality to it that is 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 unmatched and you know fortunately for us over our our lifespan of gaming we have seen games that kind of come out of nowhere and just are like wow this is just a totally new experience and it really comes from at least the start of these indie developers and they need a light shine on them I will say it's kind of I feel like we're getting deja vu because didn't they kind of do this last year Um, not with 100 but it's still when they said 25 or something we were like what and now they're saying 100 we're like what so I'm like they're getting these games out of the way again. So what does that say for their exclusives that are coming out? You know, they're 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 you know in-house party exclusives. I'm you know there's another show and you know it's going to be uh, mostly exclusive once again. Um, games that you will never see on another platform or at least the other platforms, the two Nintendo and PlayStation. So for them to get this out of the way now um also says what games are coming out this year and what are we going to see new because they they said there's going to be new announcements so yeah Mm -hmm. you know like uh, what game is going to be like you know when we saw stalker two or the ascent or or something like that you know it almost feels like a a year like four years ago it feels like almost and you know we're finally going to get those games we need to see dates and we need to see gameplay I want to see gameplay, especially from the games that we really haven't seen gameplay. We've seen little tidbits and stuff like that. Let's see some true-on gameplay. Let's see, even if it's five minutes, gameplay, and you better actually give us gameplay, Xbox. I'm just saying, I don't want you telling us that it's gameplay and it's not gameplay. Let's see some gameplay. Well,
0: I, I think what would I think? I, well, I obviously that was a big uh, hubbub. If you were the last time when we got the May event, and I think that they learned their lesson of, of exactly what gameplay means and what the, what they are expecting. So they are going to show gameplay for twenty five games. We're going to get some new announcements, and I think, like Joe said, we're going to have a bit of montages with the rest of the games, and that's great. Uh, I, I it's going to be a big show. Uh, and I'm looking, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, but uh, l- finally, Dreadpool, let's get your opinion on this before we get everyone out of here. Uh, as we close in on 500 people here, I want to please say this before we get to Dreadpool's opinion. Uh, if you're new to the program, and I've been getting a lot of new subs lately because people are finding the channel, and that's thanks to a lot of the community, you know, you're pushing the content for me when I'm not doing it myself, and I do greatly appreciate that. If you are new, um, and you enjoyed yourself. Even if you had one topic that maybe wasn't for you, but the second one was, I do four, sometimes five live shows. This week, I did five live shows that equated to over 10 hours of live content. And that's every week. Um, and it's all different. It's not you know regurgitated. Even when we talk about another topic that we talked about on Monday, it is brought uh, different questions are asked um and uh, so if you're new i want to say welcome with open arms uh, we we love everyone in this community here at double barrel gaming and uh consider subscribing and of course if you are new uh, i mean if you're not new and you're someone that's you've already been supporting uh, the channel before you get on out of here please hit the like button it, it does it does really help um and again i'm not going to send you a bill in the mail that says you know you owe me five dollars for pressing the like button it's free uh, so it does help me and it would be greatly appreciated but dreadpool This is, uh, again, if you consider the quote-unquote show for Xbox, because I don't really count the roundtable as a show because they were just talking about... The the Bethesda deal. Uh, This is Microsoft's first show of 2021, technically, to show games, to show gameplay. I think this is going to be big for them. I think them teaming up with Twitch is even bigger. And I'm very excited to see what they bring to the table. I hope that we do get some um, games day and date of this show in Game Pass. I hope that we get some dates for some of the bigger games like The Ascent, like, uh, you know, um, Stalker 2. And a few others that are like second extension looks. I cannot wait to play that with people from the community. What are you expecting from this show on the 26th?
4: I have no expectations. That's good.
0: That means you're going to be happy with no matter what they show.
4: Exactly. Yeah. You know, and that's like I say, every time, you know, I start fresh, every show, everything, uh, no expectations, hope for the best. You know what I mean? And, And then when I do see something, I'll be excited or surprised so I'm not disappointed if i don't see anything but at least there's something that i could take away from it and that's what will end up happening will be uh, something that i did not see coming you know and then i can be like okay here's my excitement and here's where my hype is you know versus over hyping something and never seeing it and then you're depressed you know this isn't I didn't get what I wanted, you know, and obviously you weren't going to get what you wanted. I mean, I want Fable. Are they going to show Fable realistically? No. But, you know, there's there's certain things, certain aspects. So uh, could they show Halo? I mean, there, there's so many different possibilities of what they can show in there, you know. But if you don't expect anything and you just keep, you know, your expectations in check, um, that y- you never know what you will come about because if you're you know you're so focused on that one game that you're expecting to see to get all that information uh then something that was really exciting gets overlooked you know because you're too busy okay move on with that move on with that get 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 to the good stuff well that was the good stuff you just weren't paying attention
0: yeah no that's true
4: that's absolutely true. Did you? I'm sorry. Did you read the last two super chats? And No, I'm,
0: I'm going to get them before okay. we get on out of here. All
4: right. Yeah. So that's it for me. Go ahead. All right. Well, first of all, uh,
0: Arn uh, uh, Campero. Uh, uh, well, dude, first of all, thanks so much for being here, Arn. Definitely thank you for the super chat. But he has become a channel member. Thank you so much for that. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, uh, you know every little uh, every little uh, subscription, you know every sub helps for sure and certainly every channel member helps uh, I, I Obviously much more than you guys know especially a lot of the work that we do in the background especially with the giveaways uh, We have uh, two super jets came in before we get everyone out of here. Jesse Darby a generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding, an outstanding fight. I was <laughs> chat and says lethal papa needs a raise boom. Indeed, he does. He's he works so freaking hard, it's crazy. Uh, and yes, uh, we, we take care of lethal. He's, he's he, I, I he, you know, again, with the work that he does, he does because of the love of this community. He does not like trolls, he does not take any. shit. And we are all thankful that we have someone as dedicated as him in there. And, him. and uh, obviously, it's where he gets a shout out every time because you know what. We, you know, I actually—it's funny—we had a conversation, and he, he thinks that I don't necessarily need him. I believe he is wrong when he says that because, uh yeah, you—I you, think you scare a lot of the assholes away, Halito, <laughs> and I appreciate that. Um, and Joshua, drops Josh, an outstanding five dollars Zoom chat and says, "I got an Xbox Series S. I'm so happy! Oh, congratulations, dude! That listen, these things." It's like it's like trying to find the, the a four leaf clover. I, I just I cannot wait to get back to the days where folks can just go to the store and buy their PlayStation Five, buy wow. their Series S, buy their Series X. I don't know when that's going to happen. I know that we've heard rumblings that we may not see any kind of normalcy with these consoles until maybe June, maybe July. But I I mean. I will say this: uh, There are two people that you should follow if you're still in the hunt for one of these consoles. Uh, I, I uh, Wario64 on Twitter is ridiculous. He is incredible, and he puts out links and debatch. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, of of RDX fame, not only is he a technical wizard, not not, you know, guys, Mr. PC himself, but he's been doing he's been helping a lot of people every time he sees, uh, you know, where it's available. He's been putting it out onto onto his Twitter. So, yeah, it's at Wario64. That's one for sure. Keep alerts on. Keep the bell on and D batch head over there. And it's D underscore batch on Twitter. Follow him also. He's been helping up a lot of people. Uh, with in regards to uh, these when these consoles and when they come in they go literally right out Uh, but let's get out let's get into the um, the uh, the outros of course I want to thank the near 500 people we had here today of course I want to thank you for the super chats that continue to come in it is extremely humbling more than you understand that you feel that uh, you want to share you know your money with with the channel and support that will borrow gaming that way again I do this for the love of you I do this for the love of the gaming community as well as, of course, gaming itself, and I never expect anything, and that's why I'm always so surprised when people are so generous, and you have been for sure. But let's start with our guests, and first, Noof Newcomb. I know you got to get on out of here. You got to get to work. Thanks so much for being here, brother. And we're going to get you yeah. back here in a couple of weeks. I think April 2nd or. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah we're going to get you back here on April 2nd. Cannot wait for that. Tell everyone about gaming after dark. And more importantly, where could people reach out to you and strike up a conversation on
1: social media? You bet. Well, you can always find Newf Nukem in the gutter. It is Newf Nukem pretty much everywhere except <laughs> on uh, New, uh, PlayStation on NewfNukem76. Uh, my Twitch channel is NewfNukem76. Uh, you know, uh, that sort of stuff. So check me out there. Gaming After Dark Tuesday nights, 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain Time with one of Boomstick's panel members from Primetime Gaming, uh, the, the one, the only middle-aged game guy, Titan Drago. we got some great guests lined up for you again this week. So looking forward to seeing some of you guys there. And uh, for those who don't know, or if you're not quite familiar, because I really haven't made a big formal kind of announcement overall, but on, on the first week of May on a Sunday, I'm going to be starting up a new podcast with a completely different different different, and new crew. Uh, It is going to be called Good Morning Xbox. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. It's going to be a fun time. And you're going to see a little more of a... Uh, what you call in Czech version of Newf Nukem, uh, a little less boom, boom, kaboom, and a little bit more just welcome <laughs> everyone to the room, young, old, uh, you know, just want to make a game show that's uh, a podcast. I guess it's, you know, it'll be informational, fun, but obviously uh, you don't have to get the kids to leave the room every time I come on the microphone. So that'll be <laughs> decent. So yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. It's good stuff, man. But thanks for having me here. Uh, amazing panel today with Crispy, uh, you know, Mr. Bad Bit. Jamie Moran, always good to be here. Dreadpool uh, and yourself, Boom. Fantastic stuff. Great show, man. And, well, and, and a great chat.
0: No, de- Definitely thank you for being here. Love when you're on the program for sure. Jamie Moran, brother, you're doing a lot on your channel. Got to get more subs over to you. you do great work and want to see you uh, You know, get some even greater success. Tell everyone where they can reach out to you on social media and more importantly, subscribe to your outstanding YouTube channel.
2: Yeah man, thanks for having us on, it's been an awesome panel again, and uh, I love being on the show man, You, you I'm, I'm always willing to come on, and uh, yeah, uh, my YouTube channel is The Elusive Gamer, it's just Xbox stuff, no fanboy stuff, and uh, I have a video coming out on Monday, which has taken like 9 hours to edit, which has been a pain, um, but yeah, that's The Elusive Gamer on YouTube, just Xbox stuff, uh, my Twitter is UK, and I'm a little bit salty right now because Gotham Knights just got delayed.
0: Uh, You know what? That was one of the games they were talking about. I'm not surprised. Uh, It's a big Batman co-op game where Mm co-op is heavily involved. That that doesn't surprise me with COVID. I I think that we're going to see a lot of the big games potentially move into 2022 the same way we saw games move from 2020 to 2021.
5: Bummer, dude. I, yeah. Jamie, I was right there with you, dude. I was so fucking amped for this game. Because I was like, no way, this one's getting delayed. They delayed Harry Potter, so this one's going to come out this holiday. And, you know.
0: And there you go, Bruins. And you know what? Speaking of which, Joe, welcome. First of all, thanks so much for joining us. I'm yeah. really glad that you're feeling better. You definitely uh, came in on a perfect timing when we're talking about the PlayStation VR. And, of course, you added some great insight to the indie scene for what's going on at Microsoft. Tell everyone about yeah. the trophy room that you do with your best friend Kyle each and every week. And more importantly, where could people subscribe to your YouTube channel?
5: All right. Let's see. Let's see if I could do this with a migraine. Let's, let's go. So you can find me over on the trophy room, a PlayStation show over on YouTube. Uh, you can find the podcast, a PlayStation podcast. And this week we're joined by Kevin Diaz of PlayStation Source. was a fantastic little conversations that we had about Jane Raymond uh, joining uh, or, or, or creating an independent studio and having a new PlayStation IP, what that means for PlayStation, yada, yada, yada. Y'all know the drill. And of course, like when always when we put out a podcast, uh, there has to be Sony news immediately afterwards. <laughs> so next week, That's you check this out. Um,
0: that is your curse uh, to bear. Yeah. You know,
5: Sony just needs to go. <laughs> Here's a goddamn day. This is our Every <laughs> we're putting out all the news all right anyway shui or shio follows us on twitter you should too over at ps trophy room on twitter you can find the show also on your podcast feeds how many times i get it hey thank you for putting this on spotify thank you for putting this on apple podcast that's where the main show is bb so make sure you follow the trophy room there and just like jamie it's no fanboy stuff we love we love all of the consoles man gaming's great when everybody games you know
0: so yeah, yeah there you go that's all Well, thanks so much for being here brother and definitely take care of that migraine for sure uh next up crispy bomb brother you know obviously you are are our resident chainsaw toting uh fan of gears of war you play a lot of online do a lot of uh community stuff on uh, you know xbox live tell everyone what are the shows you on and more importantly where can people reach out to you on
3: social media Oh, always a pleasure, gentlemen, and the chat was fire as usual, getting up with the coffee, ready to roll, so yeah, at Crispy Bomb on Twitter, Crispy Bomb 28, Xbox Live, you can find me on Retro Renegades Tuesday night, 7 p.m., you can find me on the next podcast, 8 p.m. Thursdays, and Breakfast with Boone, 10 a.m. Fridays
0: well thank you so much for being here brother and we can't wait to hear what they're doing over on the next podcast that's also another big pro xbox channel if you're looking for it for sure last and in no way least uh dreadpool first of all thanks so much for joining us brother glad that you were uh, you know you're feeling good tell everyone about what you got going on on your channel which of course is something everyone needs to tune in it's called breaking bread with dread and more importantly what else you got going on and where could people reach out to you on social media and strike up a conversation
4: oh always first and foremost thank you all for showing up today it was a pleasure seeing everybody in the chat having a good time uh again thank you elusive uh, elusive gamer um who was the other one Noof. no Uh, i I always talk to Noof, so it's like i never think of him as a guest half the time when you know so it's yeah Thanks, Noof, for showing up too. <laughs> That's because <laughs> so they all... call me
1: the closet camper. That's all of it. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so, but you know, when you hang out with 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 everybody, uh... it, you don't even think that sometimes they're a guest. You just like, oh yeah, you know, who 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 else was what? So, but anyway, enough with the jokes. Uh, great. Uh, I'm glad to see that Joe's uh, feeling better. Um, yeah, you never know with. Uh, Thank you, man. Thank with, you. That means that all... Stuff, you know, it's just so much yeah. stuff going on with that. Yeah, you know what it is? Uh
5: real talk just for everybody,
4: a little PSA. If you've
5: had Rona in the last 90 days, uh you're going to have a stronger reaction to the meds. So that's what it is. It's a bit of a stronger yeah. reaction.
4: Yeah. Exactly. It's just for whatever reason, it just it it's a weird thing, but hey, I'm glad you're feeling better. So, obviously, I'm glad to have, uh, see Crispy. Obviously, boom, you know, yada yada yada. Everything is a great day. This is going to be a great weekend. I hope everybody has a great weekend. You can find me on Twitter at Dreadpool. Uh, the Os are actually zeros. YouTube gamer tag is Dreadpool all letters all caps. And then Breaking Bread with Dread. I am trying to work w- with with the past um TikTok person uh, w- with gaining some other TikTok people to interview. I am also looking at another person that I found out was in the area. So I'm going to try to work something with that person if I can get a hold of them. So we'll see what happens. can't promise anything. Uh, But every week you can find me on Gaming Beyond the Box Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then right here, Friday mornings, 10 a.m., either I'm already awake or...
0: On your uh, way to being awake. (laughs)
4: Exactly, waking up, right? (laughs) So um, I got to tell you guys something, right? Uh, You guys know that I... I, um, I do the four guys with quarters interviews with clowns and Mav and all them. Yes. Did you guys know who I got to interview yesterday with the guys? I yeah, had that
0: was that was pretty dope. Privilege. Tell, tell everyone about that, cool, brother. Dude. Yeah, that, that's Steve freaking Downs, the yes.
4: voice of Master nice. Chief.
5: I would not be able to do that. I would be freaking the fuck out.
4: I was fangirling. <laughs> I was fangirling. there, yeah. right. I was just like, I, I, I. I, I yeah, I'm like it was. Yeah, you know, I it was great to meet you. That I'm like actually, I saw you. I didn't meet you, so we, <laughs> you know what I mean. But after that, I kind of relaxed a little bit. I got him laughing a couple times, so that was great. It was just nice information. There's a a few little things that kind of confirmed that was out there, but it it you just have to read into it. Mm, yeah so um you know and then and make your own decisions because you know i even asked him just wink if if i'm right about this and he (laughs) he held his eyelids open he's like i'm not winking so (laughs) i don't know if that means something that he you know he's like i'm not going to accidentally do something that is going to give it away so i'm thinking it's like the reverse uh psychology thing but hey you never know right so check it out um and and then on top of that he does have um Another one, I believe it is tomorrow, if I recall, and that is uh, the voice of Pan Am. Oh, wow. So I may or may not be able to be there, but definitely check it out. Those guys are, are doing really good with those interviews. Yeah, Clown, Clowns I is the workhorse. The guy's
0: oh, doing some yeah. great job. It's a great thing. So if you're not subscribed to Four Guys With Quarters, what the hell are you waiting for? I mean, get over there. Tell him Boomstick sent you. He's doing big work. Uh, and and the people he's been using, like Dreadpool, like Mav, like Pong Soul, and several others, just really, really have been incredible. So go definitely check out Four Guys With Quarters on YouTube. And uh, folks, listen, uh, this has been a great week uh, for gaming. It's been a great week, even better week for Xbox games. Gamers, uh, and again, Sony had a couple of big message, you know, uh, big, you know, big announcements. Obviously, the PlayStation VR talk, and then we saw the Jade Raymond talk. We're going to be talking about her new studio Haven uh, this Monday on primetime gaming, as well as the uh, some some big big talk from Jez Corden regarding what he has seen, what he knows, and a couple of big quotes from Phil Spencer regarding some third party bangers that are going to be exclusive to Xbox, uh, or whether they are exclusive you know, permanently or timed is going to be a big part of the conversation. But listen, have a great weekend. Be safe. Be smart. Wear a mask. Don't take chances. And more importantly, I want to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day, it'll be important to you. And it's something that my dad taught us. And I think now, more than ever, we need more of this. And he said, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you, you're going to have, an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of Breakfast with Boom.